Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo. What will fill in reg Trying to keep it real Instead of what you usually get From these talking heads It's Grapsody We're here to fill the void Three black fans Different perspective Got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast Talking majors Indies in between Yeah, it's all that And we're down with Fightful better fallback Coming for respect We connect like a ball bat No need to double check These are all facts You're listening to us talk raps You're listening to us talk raps Will fill in reg yeah, we're Grapsody here to talk raps. Yeah, we're Grapsody here to talk raps. We are in the building. E- it, is I. it is he. This is Grapsody. I am Phil Lindsay. It's Righteous Red Show. What's going on, y'all? He is I, and I am him. It's your favorite rapper, your favorite podcaster, your favorite writer, Righteous Reg. It's Grapsity. It's Saturday. We are very excited about uh, what's going on. A lot of wrestling news. Um, a lot of Phil was right this week, so we got a whole bunch to get into, as always. <laughs> we do, but what's I, new? I need to flip this around because we actually have a guest. Yep. Let's uh, uh, do that. Got my guy. That same. That's not him. Nope, that's not him. Nope, 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 that's not him. Nope, wait. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this right. Ah, there we go. Hey. 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 Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. What's good? Let me get a little bit of an introduction here. Today (laughs) on Grapsity, we have a very special guest. One of the greatest independent wrestlers of all time. You know how I feel about independent wrestling. When I got into independent wrestling super heavy in the early 2000s, this man was one of the guys that they were talking about online, saying that you had to see. He was having uh, hour and a half matches with people that are very popular these days. And uh, he has been through every system 
of professional wrestling that there is. Now he is matchmaking out here for one of my favorite, no, my favorite promotion in the world, West Coast Pro Wrestling. He has joined the team and he has been uh, helping out so much. Like the shows have, the shows are already hidden, but with Chris Hero, they're extra hitting. So today we are very privileged to have the man. Chris Hero ain't nothing to fuck with in the building for Grassy. What's up, Chris? What's going on, Reg? What's going on, Phil? Uh, like I said, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate the intro. And uh, man, I'm ready to chit chat. Yo, definitely a pleasure to have you. Me and Reg were in the building when you were announced as matchmaker for West Coast Pro. Mm-hmm. So kind of cool that we get you that, guys get you. That on wasn't the show. even supposed to happen. It oh, wasn't. Really? I just kind of felt it. <laughs> uh, Scott and I had been talking, um, you know, leading up to the show. And we had some ideas. And man, the first half of the show was going. I was feeling good. I went and talked to Scott. And I was like, hey, I'm about to run up after the intermission. Should I let the ring announcer know? He's like, no. Don't. <laughs> so. It's funny because I was outside getting high. Of course, it's me. And Scott runs outside and he's like, hey, yo, you're going to want to see this. I'm like, going to want to see what? I run out here and I'm like, why is Chris Hero out there with the mic? What's going on here? Oh, yeah, Chris Hero's a new matchmaker. Since when? What happened? How did we even get here? This is insane. How did you go from, because, I mean, I guess the elephant in the room, you haven't had a match in three years. Are mm-hmm. you, we don't know if you're retired. We don't know anything going on. How did you go from uh, kind of being where you are to becoming the matchmaker for West Coast Pro? Reg, if I was retired, there would have been some kind of a celebration, a ceremony, a <laughs> festival, a week-long, a month-long thing. Uh, no, I'm I'm not retired. I'm uh-huh. I'm, I'm currently mm. inactive. Mm. Um, and, but man, I just can't uh, I can't stay away from wrestling in uh, yeah. in any way, right? So, as I bide my time and wait for the right thing to come back for and start having matches again. Mm. I have kept pretty active. I've done a bunch of seminars. Uh, I've done signings, of course. Uh, And then I kind of dabbled into the world of producing, right? And it's Mm. funny, we use this term producing, right? But it's like, it's kind of like directing. Directing is probably a better, but I mean, I'm not gonna start calling myself a director. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it, it, you know, it went from, road agent to uh you know just straight up agent to producer whatever um so basically man i got a long history right i started summer of 98 i started training mm. uh, and very different world of independent wrestling back then very and, different name Cage yeah Match yes on blast <laughs> yeah no man no man I, it, you know maybe it wasn't the best choice but um it was it was about the tank top, you know. The, yes, yes, yes. Let's yeah. make it clear. The tank top used to be the name for this thing. Yeah, yeah. Wife beater. Yes, yes. Like the Young Money song, Wife Beater. Yes. Um, anyway, Young Money. So mm-hmm. It was just a different. It was a different uh, animal. Just independent wrestling was way different. Um, yeah. And then as I started to travel and. You know, you just kind of move your way up and you see how you, you've got like the barest of bare bones independent wrestling shows. And then mm-hmm. you go to some big productions. You're like, damn, they got lights here. That's crazy. They got a smoke machine. OK, yeah. all right. <laughs> uh, and then it's like you you find find out like, oh, man, I know what I'm doing on the show next month. Like, mm. that's crazy. 
Um, so then obviously I end up in the world of WWE uh, two times over and they have a lot of attention to detail. Um, I do think some of it is superfluous, right? Mm -hmm. It's just busy work and, you know, you, you get there at 10 a.m. and you wait seven hours to do your first thing. Doesn't seem super productive, but whatever. Rather be there ready to go. Right. Uh, and the independents to this day, they're a lot more organized, but I still think they could do with a little bit more structure and organization. I, I'm not trying to, you know, make people wear suits and ties, but I just think to give the best product to the fans the best show um you got to have a little bit of that chaotic energy but mm -hmm. there also has to be a plan right because we can i don't know man we could just make them leave the leave the show feeling even better right so right i'm just always looking for ways to tighten things up you know give freedom here and there but just you know you don't want uh i always call it like a like a chinese buffet right you get in everything looks good you get about four or five plates and then, <laughs> and then you leave and you feel so awful. You feel you're horrible. Like, you're like, man, I'm never coming back. Right. And as good as wrestling is now, it's so fucking good, man. Um, still it, when it's all good, you know, who sticks out, right. And who do yeah. you remember? So you leave mm -hmm. some of these four or five hour shows going, damn, Oh, right. That was exhausting. Like my back hurts, you know, your back, <laughs> uh, you like feet fell asleep, you right. know, like, damn. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's basically taking that, that nature of independent wrestling, that raw energy and just trying to channel it a little bit. Right. So last mm -hmm. year I started working with this group out of Pittsburgh called IWC, right. IWC home of the super indie, um, I was in their very first Super Indie in 2002 with, you know, whole cast of characters, Chris Daniels, Punk, Cabana, myself, Loki, um, and that kind of put them on the map. And mm -hmm. as you know, like Wardlow, Britt Baker, uh, they've come from IWC in Pittsburgh, right? So I came back through, I did a, a seminar, I did a, a signing, and I just kind of caught up with some old friends and was looking at things and I offered some advice here there and then you know they were like hey man won't you uh come back and show us what you're talking about so mm -hmm. i started writing out formats for the show i uh, started getting the talent uh you know the week of trying to let them know what they're doing on the show uh and then when you get to the show it's like do the camera people know what's going on do right. the does the ring announcer know what's going on mm -hmm. and like i'm still learning and all this it's a whole lot the process i've never been I've never sat in a class to learn this. It's mm. trial and error and then like fucking something up and like making a note to like, <laughs> all right, next show, let me make sure. Right. So like, like at Queen of Indies, right. For uh West coast pro um, last month, we're like, we need music for like five people. And it's like running around trying to get their music and then like making sure the time lines up with the show and, and, it's not it's not that important but right. if we can stop the fans from having an awkward 30 seconds here or there or whatever and get right into that next match the way we need to it just makes for a better viewing experience right it does you it know does. if you've been to a movie uh you're watching and then something happens with the reel and you're like damn what is going on it just takes mm -hmm. you out of it and i don't know man we we 
we work so hard. These guys and girls work so hard and they put their bodies through so much. They deserve to get the most out of what they're doing. So I'm just trying to figure out how I can help people do that. Right. right. So I came in West, West Coast Pro last February. Uh, February of last year, I think it was. Uh, and man, I just was really blown away by just the atmosphere of it, man. It was, mm -hmm. it was very humble, but also very exciting. Uh, and a lot of people from my past, you know, some people from my future. And I just started talking with Scott. I, you know, we talked about a couple things and then came back around later at mm -hmm. the end of the year. And we're just talking about stuff. And, you know, I told him what I thought I could do. And we're just like, you know what, let's, let's give it a shot. And West coast pro was already having great matches, right? Yep. The, the roster of people that they have brought through the years, like, man, it is, it's only not even five full years yet. And mm -hmm. it's crazy who they, you know, brought to the Bay area. Right. Yeah. And just international, right? It's not even just independent or on mm -hmm. TV. It's like people from all over the globe. Right? I saw Will Ospreay in the little state room. Yeah. Yeah. No? yeah. And, and that's special. That's special. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's good. It's great. Right. But how can we, what, what's the little extra seasoning we can put on it to make it stand out even more? Cause I think mm -hmm. there's so much excess in wrestling now it's so indulgent uh, and that's not a bad thing, no. but when you have eight great matches, what, what stands out, you know, mm -hmm. what sticks out, what sticks like mania weekend, right? How many matches do people remember from Mania Weekend, right? And that is not Ooh. that doesn't that means they're great ass matches, but yeah. And you know, everybody's probably got two, three, or four that they can name. Um, you know, not counting the big shows, but I just it it puts me in a position of trying to like, I'm not trying to fix anything. I'm mm -hmm. just trying to, you know, supplement something, add a little something to it. And uh, it's just been such a great experience so far, man. I go down to the training school and I kind of talk with people. I work with them a little bit. Uh, you never know who's going to go into that school. It is right. pretty crazy who shows mm -hmm. up at times, um, whether they're in town for a show or not. It's just mm -hmm. a very good thing. And then I get to the show the day of, and then I just start building relationships with these people. And it's like, Hey, you know, this is, this is what the boss wants, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not the boss. <laughs> I can, I can make matches, right? I can give suggestions. I'm, I have a seat at the table, but yeah. I'm not the boss. Right? right. So it's like, Hey, we're thinking this, but then that doesn't end the dialogue there. It creates a dialogue where it's like, all right, well, what do you think? What is this? Da, 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 whatever. And then I kick it, you know, back at Scott's the next day. And then we watch the show back. And we talk about it because I mean, there's so much wrestling now that it's like, once you watch it, it's like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go back totally. and watch it. Totally. Um, and I'm, I'm guilty of that. If I don't watch it back immediately, the chances of me going back and watching it, it just, it just decrease. So we <laughs> sit there and we just kind of talk about it. It's just good vibes. Where do we want, you know, where do we want to go? What do we want to do? Who, who do we see? Who do we want to see? Um, who do we want to see develop? Right. And like I said, it's about building relationships with these these guys and girls that come through and, you know, asking them questions like, well, you know, what do you want? What is what do you see? You know, what, uh, you know, what, what do you what are you trying to do? Because, uh, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless and mm -hmm. long. That's that's a long way of saying, like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I'm a part of it. I'm feeling good about it. Uh, I'm excited. I'm like really excited, especially this next show coming up. Next um, show's crazy. But um, 
but yeah, I'm just really eager to see where all this goes. Mm, that's a great story, man. Like uh, the energy, everything you said is so correct. I've been uh, at West Coast Pro shows before the show, after the show, during the show, all the all the moments and the energy in there is is something I haven't felt in a long time. I've been in wrestling locker rooms. I've been at wrestling shows and. And, you know, sometimes you get to a show and everybody's just kind of down. Wrestlers are just like not knowing what's going on. <laughs> Promoters not giving anybody any money. It's just wild over here. <laughs> and West Coast Pro isn't like that at all. Like Scott would be mad to be even mentioned alongside people that do that. So it's great to see. And it's great to um, we got to shout out Vinny, too, because he's all he's mm -hmm. also there for, uh, you know, ideas, anything to bounce off. So it's great that these wrestlers are. Not only are they able to talk with Scott, who is a who is a great mind for the business, but you get Benny and Chris Hero, some wrestling veterans that have been in the ring with some of the greatest of all times, to be able to bounce your ideas off. It just helps everybody else pretty much. Yeah, and Vinny, shout out Vinny, right? Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, he's somebody that's been around since I, I, I think he uh, maybe had his first match in '97. Yeah. So he's my, <laughs> he's mm -hmm. my senpai, right? Right. Um. But I, I, man, I, I think people know him now as like, ah, oh, he's, he's Vinny, the pizza mm -hmm. guy, and he does, you know, this, that, and the other. He's very active on Twitter, right? But like, he's got a legacy, man. He was yeah. in the first King of Indies. That thing, that is the thing that birthed Ring of Honor, right? Yes. You don't have King of Indies. One thousand um, percent. Ring of Honor doesn't come along when it does. PWG um, too. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. So just, you know, him being like the innovator, you know, coming up with all these funky ass moves or, you know, taking stuff from Japan and switching it around. And just that that whole NorCal area, the the Mike Modests, the Donovan Morgans, that mm -hmm. whole crew, you know, Vinny, Vinny was there, you know, Vinny, Vinny helped train Kali, right? When Kali right. was up there training, right? right? So he has been very helpful to me in you know helping me feel comfortable getting me acclimated and then also um i know a lot but i do not know everything right, right. so i can mm -hmm. get him to be like hey you know let me let me know what's what's going on with this person or this thing or what happened here or, he's just been been great man it's been great to to collaborate with him on this and you know he's we're, we're both very similar he and i mm -hmm. One thousand percent. That's a uh, that's pretty amazing. I want to get into uh, this card coming up because it's a very big show happening this Friday, June 9th, the state room. There are all kinds of homies here on this show. This card is insane. Every time there's a West Coast Pro show, I'm like, man, that was lit. I don't know if they're going to do it again. And then the next week of the <clears> next <throat> month, we do it again. So um, uh, first starting off, it feels like uh I like that you guys are now implementing promos in this. Like, it's not just matches. Here's these two are going to wrestle because that works a lot of the time. But it feels like this show has put like a focus on each individual matches has at least one of the one of the participants doing a promo uh, trying to promote this match. Did you have a hand in kind of doing that? Because I'm in the Kevin Blackwood when he says Chris Hero told me to say something about this. <laughs> no. uh, you know what? It's I thought when I was looking at West coast um as a whole i was just trying to think of you know where are we not capitalizing right mm -hmm. um and it's there's just um kind of 
they have such a lane carved out for them and, and the, yep. the variety of talent and the matches and such. And it's like, well, what, what other stuff can we do? Can we get some get some hype videos? Can we get some promos? Mm -hmm. uh, can we get some like post-show stuff? Like what, what can we get going? Um, I'm a very big basketball fan, right? Yeah. So um, mm. the game isn't even good when you put on NBA on TNT and it's like just, just quality, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, man, or, or when, you know, they have pregame and they got someone doing, you know, taking jumpers or whatever. And they take them, pull them to the side and ask them about the game. Talk to them a little bit. Like, I like that energy. So I, I would like to see something like that, like mixed with like the, the Japanese style press conferences. I need um, to throw my name in the hat real quick because yeah. if we're doing West Coast Pro post shows. Like, yeah, who better than double R, your boy, Righteous Ranch to be out there. Let of him know. Throw my name in the hat. Real there quick. we go. There we go, man. Hey, you got his number. You got his number. <laughs> got his number. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it was an emphasis of like, let's uh, you know, we uh, I don't want to say we don't want to have matches for no reason, right? Yeah, uh, because that's not really sometimes we'll just have a badass match put out there and it's like, wow, I hadn't even thought of that, but now that I'm thinking about it, like, okay, like, but every match has its own story. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, sometimes that's up to the wrestlers. For, it's up to the bell ring bell rings and then for them to tell the story. But if we can kind of, you know, get people's appetite wetted a bit like, oh, like, you know, OK, this guy's got this. This guy's got like, man, I, did you get to see the the uh, Sean Dean Carly Bravo one that just went up? Yes. Mm -hmm. OK, yeah. just yeah. great. And Suavecitos, um, man, they're they're unside hype, right? They yeah, are they're just, sick. They're just yeah. them. Adrian Quest. I I see big things for them, but um, you know it takes two, right? You got to have someone mm -hmm. to bounce off of. And I just thought, you know, I I really like their their gritty promo. And then Carly and and Sean just brought it back, and it, that'll be an introduction uh, for them to the Bay Area too. So right, just a yep. just a you know a fun thing. If we could sauce up any of the matches just just a bit. So that when people are making their entrances, the fans are kind of like, oh, shit, I wonder what's going to happen. Like, right. I don't know, man. Uh, we're all creative and we come up with stuff. But if we can if we can give you just a little bit more, um, I don't know, it just makes for a better experience. And then we're going to, you know, we're going to have some that aren't going to go so well. And we're going to have some that fucking hit a home run. And I'd rather mm -hmm. keep swinging and try to find the stuff, you know, find our lane uh, and then and then stick to it. But. There's there's a lot of things in that avenue of music video, doc style videos, uh, just educating people to who who our crew are, you know, who they are, and why you should care about them. Mm. Yeah, that's a fact. If you guys haven't seen that infantry promo, by the way, you guys should check it out <laughs> on Carly Bravo's uh, Twitter right now. It is fire. Mm -hmm. He's got a he's got to drop the drop a pin though for where people can get that fried chicken. It did look delicious, That's man. Just... <laughs> like, where is that, Carly? You're just, you're just bragging. You're just bragging. You got to put the details. Yeah, so that's one of the matches on the card. The infantry are going to face off against Los Suavecitos. Danny uh, Rose and Ricky G. Yes, uh, that when Los Suavecitos and uh, the homie Adrian Quest made their kind of West Coast introduction 
coming in to to get the upper hand on the conglomerate. I was super excited because I had been wanting to see Adrian Quest. He's an incredible talent out of California that I thought wasn't getting enough opportunities. I'm like, every time I see this guy, I'm like, yo, this guy's one of the coldest wrestlers out right now. He's doing stuff with New Japan. Like, he's lit, and why isn't he getting this opportunity? So when I saw him and them here on West Coast Pro, I was super excited. They brought some west coast energy to it for sure like soon as you see him you're like all right i know what's going on here and they brought that energy and it just felt so good and i'm so i'm happy to really see them here in this spot and the infantry has been coming up if you've been checking out ring of honor tv they've been cooking over there they've been cooking all over the the indies and i think they've both been wanting to get an opportunity out here on the west coast so it's kind of a perfect introduction for them with these both these tag teams honestly yeah, man. And who? what's better than some good-ass tag team wrestling, right? Straight up. I mean, you can't honestly cannot get better than that. I'm happy that West Coast Pro is bringing in more tag team wrestling because that's been one element I think that could be emphasized because tag team wrestling around the world is so great. I think there's been a couple of uh, good things so far. Bought in Miracle Generation uh, mm-hmm. very recently. That was a very dope tag team. So, um, I'm loving the the emphasis on the tag team. Is another match on here. I talked about Kevin Blackwood a little bit. Kevin Blackwood's going to face off against Artemis Spencer. Kevin Blackwood is kind of one of the West Coast Pro MVPs uh, here the last year or so. I guess he's one of those matches. Is like, you know, his match is going to be one of those hard hitting uh, throwbacks to to what you guys were doing in the early 2000s. And Artemis Spencer has built a name for a bunch of years and it's going to be amazing to see him in the west coast how did you guys how did you come kind of come up with that match yeah artemis is is very talented um and he was uh i i think when i put the match out or you know what i i think i maybe deleted that but mm-hmm. uh i'm trying to do these promotional tweets and uh i try to make them all authentic and original uh but it's it, it's a process, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't want to. I don't want people looking at something and looking like it's generic, trying to sell you something, right? So right. When I was thinking about the those two guys, I'm like wrestlers, wrestlers, right? Like they're yep. just both guys that are potentially more appreciated by the wrestlers, right? That mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're not appreciated by the fans because obviously they are. They both have great followings and they've had solid careers. But it's like. You know, when you talk it's to like somebody, you. yeah, okay, okay, Honestly, I'll take it. I'll you know? take it. Yeah. Uh, but when you talk to somebody that's in it, it's like, man, like he's way better. Like you like his matches and they're good, but like he's mm, he's way better. Like you know, there's a couple people that get that reputation over the years, but those two guys are are very similar in that aspect. And I think their styles are going to complement each other, right? They don't do exactly the same things, but it's. I, I, that's one aspect of pro wrestling that I really love that street fighter two aspect of like mm-hmm. this wrestler and his discipline, uh, early UFC, right. It's like, what's yeah. going to happen when this yeah. happens, this, and that is why it makes me a, a little sad, a little wrestling sad when I see overly homogenized wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean that as any kind of insult. It's just, people follow trends and matches yeah. end up looking similar. Um, <sighs> the cutoffs look similar. The trades look similar. The, mm. the kick out and the sell to the hard cam looks similar. Right? So I, I sat everybody down before the last show, um, you know, not queen of Indies, the, the West coast show prior to that. 
And I was like, man, everybody here, you are all here because you're special. There is something special about you that brought you to this stage in your life where today you woke up and you came to this show and you're going to put in some work, right? So lean into that. Lean into that. Mm -hmm. Who are you? What do you do? What can you give the audience that no one else can, right? Or what can you give the audience that everyone else can, but can you bring do it in a, a slightly different way? Right. Is mm -hmm. there what, what is there something you can do? So I think guys like Blackwood and Spencer, mm, I that. think I think they're just going to lean right into that. Blackwood is who he is. You know, he's not going to, mm -hmm. you know, he's not going to do the stereotypical. Hey, yeah, come on. Yeah, no, 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 no. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but he is going to leave some welts on your chest. Nice. So I'm 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 excited for those two to throw down. That's going to be dope. Another dope match. I mentioned uh, uh, Adrian Quest earlier. He's taking on another MVP of West Coast Pro, one of my really good friends. Excited. He's been on a roll, especially after that victory over Leo Rush. It's my homeboy, Alpha Zoe. This match is probably my most intriguing match of the show just because of the trajectory that Zoe has been in. And he is hungry, hungry, hungry. For every opportunity, he's hungry for every victory, and I think he's going to bring a different energy that he hasn't brought in a while. But on the other side of that, Adrian Quest, like I talked about, is one of the baddest young dudes out in pro wrestling right now. He has such heart and and, and just thug, and he's just Los Angeles. He's like, <laughs> it's so like, I love it. He's like, I had a long conversation with Quest uh, one day, a couple years ago in Vegas and it felt like friends that I used to hang out with back in the day. Like he felt like that. So I have like a different kind of connection to him. So this match is, is very big for me. I'm super excited about this one. Yeah, man. So I can't, uh, can't speak up enough about him. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, put him on the spot or anything, but he's mm -hmm. been working hard, man. He's been working yeah. real hard. How, how did it feel watching him show out against Leo? It felt amazing. We talked about I did a pod with him and he said at one of the kicked out kickouts, he looked at me because I was just going ham. Like it felt like <laughs> I don't know. It felt like seeing your little brother like have this great performance. Like I legit got emotional when he won. Like it's like, damn, like, you know, you see somebody I've been watching Zoe for years, been interacting for, with him for years. You see somebody come from where they are work so hard to get to a position and then to get a big victory over one of the best wrestlers in the world it was like man this is you deserve this i hate that you deserve it champ but damn let's start a you deserve it chant you guys <laughs> yeah yeah man and also all due respect to leo as well for someone um that had a very specific style when he yeah. came up you know mm -hmm. he he had his three four things that he did that no one else did and just had you know, just the speed, right? He mm -hmm. has really taken things up a notch and oh, yeah. matured and grown. And he just provides, man, he is a, a, a fucking a live show wrestler. Mm -hmm. Like he's yeah. somebody that you got to see, like you see him on, right. on video where you're like, damn, that's good. But like seeing him live, um, especially the intimacy of the stateroom, um, Mm -hmm. man it's it's just it's just something it's different, different man yeah, yeah. and then seeing <laughs> zoe hold his own and then fling him around with that damn <laughs> sidewinder yeah that was that was good that was some good pro wrestling right there mm -hmm. 
Um, another match that I'm very interested. I guess I'm interested in all the matches. The number one, look, I'm saying it out loud. The number one independent wrestler in the world. We could bet on it. Call your mom. Call your dad. I'll bet them too. <laughs> He's from Texas. Swisher House sponsored. Brian Keith. There's not a Ooh. better. There's not a better independent wrestler in the world right now. You can maybe say Mike Bailey, and there will be a very hard fight on it. But I'm telling you, what Brian Keith is doing right now, this is a run that people people aren't even all the way tuned in, and they should be because we're going to look back and be like, damn, Keith started doing something that a lot of people weren't doing. Exact all the things that you've been talking about, Hero, uh, about uh, trying to remember wrestlers after these long shows, who sticks out, who stands out. I think Keith is one of this. When you leave a show, you're like, damn, that Brian Keith, I cannot believe what he did. But he is facing, oh, my God, this guy has been on an insane run. Just came out of the best of Super Juniors, one half of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champions uh, Tag Champs with Kushida. Kevin Knight is, uh, what can I say about Kevin Knight? I just, it's the run that he's been on has been insane. He's still very young in the business. But, I mean, this guy's high spot is a dropkick. Like, that's like, (laughs) you can't say, like, let me, what uh, wrestlers in the world has like a regular ass move as their high spot? It's, let it's me uh, let me put you on the spot. Who whose drop kick is better, Jet or Titus Alexander? Ooh, Titus is because I saw one Titus hit recently, and I was like, huh, okay. Titus right. has that like where his feet are so close together, and they just go right yeah. in your grill. Yeah. It's it's pretty nuts. It's yeah. it's it's honestly pretty wild. <laughs> not trying to not trying to look past this match, but yeah, that's just when when I think oh, you're saying right something now. out loud, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, man. I had a I have a friend that lives in Texas, uh, and he's uh, he's been a wrestling fan for years. He's never been in the business in any way, uh, but he just knows his stuff, uh, and he tries to go and support indie shows whenever he can. Um, and BK is somebody that he has been telling me about for years now. It seems mm-hmm. um, I didn't even know this, but I was in a battle royal with Brian Keith. Really, <laughs> I uh, I went to uh, to Booker's as Cassius Ono oh, okay. did like a did a battle royal. Mm-hmm. I was in there with Jacob Fatu as well. But uh, I got a picture with Brian, and obviously he you know he changed up. He started going in a completely a different direction. So yeah. then I was like, man, mm-hmm. we haven't met, have we? And he was like, we were in a battle royal. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually pretty good about remembering that, but. Um, my buddy has just been putting him over and not just like, he's like, I don't even care about his wrestling. It's like the way he markets himself, like yep. yeah, just the way he sure. comes out, his entrance, his like silhouette. You always know there's something special in wrestling when you can see like the silhouette and you mm-hmm. know who it is. You're like, damn, yep. that just, I, I don't know, man, that that's the kind of stuff that gives you goosebumps. So I, it's just a great match because he's on such a run right now. And then who who else is on a run? You know, not you know, he's trying to make it translate over here too. But he just had a great great run in Japan. He's you know, which is actually wrapping up right now. But yeah, Kevin, yeah, man, that any match here could be the sleeper match. But these two in particular, Seriously. I'm really excited <laughs> excited to watch. 
it's crazy. Like I'm go looking at the card and I'm like, oh, this match too. Cause like Rachel Ellering and mm -hmm. Burt Vixen, Burt Vixen has been, we're talking about runs, like the things that she's been doing. She's had a couple of things in ROA. She's out in Defy doing really dope. Uh, she had that match in West Coast Pro against Japanese legend Aja Kong. So this is, uh, this what did, is uh, what did uh, Chris Tucker say to Debo? <laughs> what did he say? He said, you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> right. I mean, you're going to be in that the ring is... with Aja Kong. <laughs> it happens, yeah. man. That's the benefit of having Aja in for a show. You get to see that in person. And, you know, respect to, to Vert for, for going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Aja. But damn. Taking that. And she's taking damn. on Rachel Ellering. I mean, I think you know a little bit about Rachel Ellering. Yeah, I do. I do, man. The, the one woman... <laughs> <laughs> the one woman Minnesota wrecking crew, right? The queen of strong smile. She, uh, mm -hmm. she just has a, a crazy work ethic, man. And she just, just has this love of pro wrestling and loves to like wrestle, wrestle, you know, get in there right. and trade holds and takedowns and that kind of stuff. Like it's, I'm really excited to see uh, how this goes. Cause both of them are hungry, man. You know, both of them want to, we just had queen of Indies, right. And man, the, the vibe in that building, it was really special, man. That was a tough yeah. show to pull off, and those ladies mm -hmm. just crushed it. They crushed it. I mean, the fans, I think, would have stayed there for three, four, five more matches. It was, totally. it was crazy. Mm -hmm. But off the heels of that, it's like, all right, let's you know, let's prove yourself, right? And that goes into to the other women's match, you know, Nicole Matthews, you know, coming down from from the Great White North, and Nicole Savoy coming from mm. around the corner, right? <laughs> uh, but it's just, uh, yeah, man. Let's let's get back to that. Let's have some more women's matches. Let's let people see like what they can do, right? Because they are just as interesting and and dynamic as as a lot of the guys. It's man, it's it's something. That's one thing I think we need to focus on a little bit. I say that we just had Queen of Indies, right? But I just want to <laughs> I just want to integrate it more. You know, I want to yeah. bring. I just want the show to have such variety that you get a mm -hmm. little bit of everything, uh, but the show ends and you're just not satisfied. You got to come back to next show and see what other people are coming in. Right. Right. That's, that's the benefit of having a, an independent company like this where you have access to grab people from all over the world. So, you know, Rachel vert, the Nicole's um, they just, it, you know, the, the fans are very fortunate to get to see that. Mm -hmm. Um. Another one I forgot about, the big homie Tank is in the building. Calvin Tankman's taking on Beef. I don't know a lot about Beef, so I'm super interested to see him live and up close. Uh, tank is just a, a tank, honestly. He gets in there, he destroys his back elbow as one of the nastiest in professional wrestling. So this is just two big, beefy dudes uh, slapping meat, as they say. Yeah, yeah, big meaty men <laughs> slapping meat, right? Um, beef is from the Louisville area, right? Mm -hmm. uh, used to work under the name Gnarls Garvin, right? His mm. nickname was Beef, but people have just started calling them just Beef, right? It might even be just the Beef emoji by the time this, this show mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Um And then you got Tankman. Tankman's from Indianapolis, right? So we got some real, like, Kentuckiana coming mm -hmm. to the Bay Area. Um, and these are guys, like, after my heart, right? Just two big dudes just throwing down. Um, and again, I mentioned about Leo Rush. When you see wrestlers live, man, it 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 will change the way you see them. Like you know, yeah. when I'm a kid, and I I see Andre the Giant walk to the ring, 
I'm just, I don't even know how to react. I'm just like, oh my God, that moment's going to stick with me for my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying Calvin is Andre the giant, but <laughs> the, the speed and the velocity and the ferocity combined, like I'm, I'm really excited to see those two just collide. Mm-hmm. I like to say when I, when, when I say seeing a wrestler up close and personal, a wrestler that people are kind of iffy on, on TV, but if you see him in person, it changes your life. Tim Thatcher, he is one of those wrestlers that yeah. like on TV, you're like, okay, like I, I, I kind of understand. But when you see him in close up close, I saw him at PWG, just like in the front row and you see how he manipulates wrestler and you see how he works and his facials and everything right there. It's like, Oh, I see this guy is different. It's crazy. Yeah, Thatcher, you know, one of my favorite opponents over the years, he is just masterful at pulling an arena into what he's Mm -hmm. doing. Um, And man, you just you just get lost in it, right? There is nothing he does that you can see through. There's not a thing. um, And I'm not saying wrestling should not 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 every match should be like that, right? No, that would be boring as hell. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but when you compare and contrast the different styles, and like I said, I want to bring a variety, right? There's already a variety, but I just, you know, want to lean into that even more. You have someone like Thatcher. Um, God, you just, yeah, it's it's just something that you can feel when you're there in person. You see the sweat, you see like the, the striations of his muscles and mm-hmm. you see the glisten off of his half tooth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's a um, special talent, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rich Juan yeah. is like that for me, man. Seeing him in yeah. person, it's just different than seeing him like on TV. He just he has a way of getting a crowd into a match that it's like second to none. Yeah, was shout this, out Rich Swan. We gotta get Swan? him on Rhapsody. Yeah. yeah. Rich Swan. Mm-hmm. Man, my buddy, I don't see him enough, man. I saw him over Mania Weekend and you know, we used to spend a lot of time together on different shows. Um mm-hmm. there actually it was San Jose, an Evolve show earlier in the day. Something was going on. Somebody hadn't got there yet. Um, so Gabe sent Swan out to just, hey, Swan, go karaoke a song. <laughs> That's rich. So he legit went out and karaoke a song. And just people were feeling it so much, man. And it, it's just the weirdest thing. Wrestling can make you feel these weird things. Um, man, I, I just teared up, right? Yeah. It's just this... This kid, right, mm-hmm. that you know, came from what he came from, and just yeah. I, I saw that man. This was 2015. I'm like, man, he's gonna make a million dollars, man. That guy, yeah. man, yeah, he good, still good. deserves to make a million dollars. Yeah, he still yeah. deserves all the stuff. Shout out to Rishwan. He just won the CZW World Heavyweight Champion, best of the best tournament. Uh, he's doing. Uh, he's still Rishwan. He's still just as good, maybe even better. He's got he a child, him. man. That man is a yeah. father. That's crazy. <laughs> I never would I never would have thought that back in the day, but right. now it just seems perfect, right? I love it. Shout out to Swan. And rounding out this uh this kid zombie card, um, we are going to have the West Coast Pro heavyweight champion Titus Alexander in the building. But uh, I think a little bit more than that, there's gonna be a number one contenders match for mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. West Coast Pro Championship. Someone we talked about a little bit in this earlier, Benny Massaro. He's bringing the the Italian all the way to this. But another person, another West Coast MVP, and this means a, l- a little bit different because we saw this kid come from a kid to being the one who he is now. Starboy Charlie has been craving this moment. 
he wants to get in there with Titus Alexander for that West Coast Pro Championship. So bad. This is one feud that's been built legit since day one of West Coast Pro. Two fans becoming uh, who they are now. This one has a lot. Benny uh, just doesn't care about any of that, though. He wants to knock Charlie out. And he wants to become the West Coast Pro Champion because he feels like this is his, too. He feels like he played a big role in the transition of West Coast Pro from where it is, where it was to where it is now. Yeah, and the way I kind of see this right now, it looks like uh, like Titus is like the Denver Nuggets, right? Yeah. And you've got Charlie and Vinny, and they're in a game seven. It's Miami and Boston, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't look ahead of the team in front of you to you know who, who you want to play in the finals, right? So mm-hmm. both of them know he's the champ, uh, and they've got personal issues with him. Uh, and I, both of them would love to be champion, right? Yeah. Vinny, I mean, how what a, what a cap on his career would that be, right? Seriously. But Charlie also, man, he's young. You know, the world is his. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's done so many battles with, with Titus over the years. So it's an interesting thing. Um, yeah, just p- personal issues, man. They, mm-hmm. they don't really have an issue with each other per se, Vinny and Charlie. But, you know, it's like big brother, little brother. Yeah, so, totally. Um, and then Titus, he he said he's going to be in action. Uh, he didn't want us not advertising him for the show. He wanted people to know he was going to be there. Uh, but I don't know what he's doing, man. He's He's got something planned. I'll make sure it's not too vulgar. Look, Courtney. that just called Reg Rice said Fred. What else? Wait, wait. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so, obviously, you are a basketball fan. You said that here we we see uh, you and uh, Rachel at WW, WNBA games sometimes. Um, what is <laughs> Dude, Dude. <laughs> uh, what, what have you thought of the playoffs so far? Like, who are you rooting for in the finals? It's been exciting, man. I, uh, I, man, my, uh, our, our cat Susan is <laughs> chewing, chewing on, hang on one second. <laughs> Those kitty cats. Them chitty chats. There you go. <laughs> hello hello making an appearance um uh, man Jokic, right Jokic all the way um no no disrespect to anybody else on the nuggets but he mm-hmm. is just bro he is an anomaly like yeah just the way he looks and the way he performs uh he's always tired he is always <laughs> I always look tired. Dude, they, you tip off and his face is beat red. Right. Yeah. Like, you think man. he's been through the whole game already. He like, gets, this like, is the first quarter, bro. You know, like scrapes on him and fingerprints. And like, he is just, his court vision is so incredible, man. There's so many just little around the D bounce passes that I'll rewind for. Uh, he's just exciting. I think the Nuggets have had the best team in the playoffs, the best team. You know, there's yeah. a lot of teams with better players, but man. Um, I was hoping for the Celtics strictly because of Tatum, right? Yeah. I wanted to see Tatum go and get another chance in the finals. But I mean, Jimmy Butler is undeniable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, I'm, I'm a Bucks fan because I love Giannis. Mm-hmm. So that broke my heart that the Heat had to go and mm. make them look so foolish. Yeesh. <laughs> get get Budenholzer or fired. Um, but I really have enjoyed, man, the play-in is fun. Yeah. Yeah. The Heat almost lost in the play-in, right? So it's Mm -hmm. just exciting. Um, I know there's a bit of dialogue about the markets between Miami and Denver and 
who wants to see them and it's like man i want to see them i'll be yeah, watching yeah. tomorrow night totally you know mm-hmm. so um what, what about you guys who who are your teams uh bulls fan but of course bulls are out of there but as <laughs> as a jimmy butler fan because that's where he was drafted with here mm-hmm. i've been excited for him the entire playoffs long this is mm-hmm. like one of the greatest playoff runs i've ever seen from an individual player I kind of want to see him win, but I just think it's it's too much Denver, man. Denver's Ooh. just too good. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel the same same way. I want the uh, Heat to pull it off for Jimmy, just because the run he's been on. But the Nuggets are not to play with. They're Brock Lesnar. Like you're about to take six F fives in a row, and you're out of yeah. here. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it'll be. You know, I just want the games to be close. Just yeah. fun, interesting That's games, it. right? Mm-hmm. Um. Just been, a, I'm man. Basketball has been this past season has been so good. I was just mm-hmm. so many different storylines, uh, so many different upsets, bunch of breakout players, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my heart's still a little broken for Zion. Uh, I want yeah. Zion to kick out like he's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that have their opinions formed on him already, but yeah. I just want him to come back to form. Yeah, um, I think they have a really special team in New Orleans, like they're, uh, I don't want to say role players, but like their role players are just so, so good. And the intangibles they bring, like, that's a really good team. I think, I feel like they're like a healthy Zion and like another vet away from making, doing some real damage. You know, they started off the season so strong. CJ was looking good. BI was yeah. healthy. Um, Alvarado, like what a fun Alvarado, man. He's, he's the kind you know, it's he's not like a Pat Bev, right? Because I, I hate Pat Bev. God, Chicago <laughs> right? uh, native. Pat but Bev. <laughs> he did play against Duke in in college, and I was like, I hate this dude. I hate mm-hmm. this dude so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, but now I'm like, man. All right, I'm on Team Alvarado, man. Just his hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- yeah, there's there's so- we got the draft coming up in like 19 days or something too, and that always excites me. So right. I remember being in ninth grade, writing down like right like the starting lineups of the of the teams, and like oh, where where do they need to draft? Where, who should they draft? Like, all right, Ed O'Bannon and Marcus <laughs> Camby. Like I remember all that shit, right? So that's still it's still very nostalgic. Like watching on draft day is just still really exciting for me. Yeah, I, I know we don't have much longer with you, Hero. Thanks, of course, for joining us. I want to just get a couple of rapid-fire ones in real quick, tie a couple of loose ends before we get out of here. Um, your name has been – you. your name hasn't stopped coming up, uh, honestly, as in professional wrestling. When Chris Jericho was doing uh, – he was doing one of those gauntlet things, one of the names uh, – one of the weeks people were like, it's going to be Chris Hero next week. It's going to be Chris Hero next week, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. Where are you guys getting this from? And uh, And – your longtime partner is the current Ring of Honor champion and involved in one of the best wrestling angles in wrestling uh, today. Um, will we ever see you in a ring with Claudio Castagnoli again? Bro, it's wrestling, right? You never say <laughs> never. You never say never. Um, gosh, there's just so many things that you never think would happen. Right. And then they fucking happen. So, uh-huh. uh so I just, I'm not going to come out here and be like, no, nah, never going to happen. Right. Brother, it's never going to happen. <laughs> doesn't work for me, brother. Um, I, like I said, I've, I've got this going on right now with West coast. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I will inevitably get back in the ring at some point. I don't know yes. where. I don't mm -hmm. know against who. Uh, but when that time comes, it's just I like the idea of having a bunch of options and being able to pick and choose what what I want to do. So mm -hmm. and, and you know I want to do it the right way, right? I uh, I was talking to some friends recently, um, non wrestling friends about yeah. you know what I'm gonna do and right and. It's just it's it's three years now. God, that's such a long time. That right? is a long time. My body feels good as hell. I'm not gonna okay. lie. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, man, now it's like I've 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 waited out so long that like the thing that I come back for, it it can't be like a yeah, that's good. It's got to be like a fuck yes, like 100 mm percent, -hmm. all in, all heart, like all of it. So, um, it's just working on this right now with West Coast. You know, lining things up, continuing doing my seminars, doing little appearances here or there. I do my like uh, long distance mentorship with a handful of uh, young men and women all over the mm -hmm. country, all over the world, actually. Um, I love doing that. Uh, and then it's, you know, it, when it pops up, I'll know it. You'll know it. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. Let I me mean, be the first one with that. <laughs> I mean, you do got two guys that you have history with that are back wrestling again. With Brian Danielson over mm -hmm. AW and mm -hmm. CM Punk coming back soon. Uh -huh. I know. Chances I don't know. Hey, Jake Salazar had a super chat here. Anyway, we get one more oh. Brian Danielson match. LOL. Man, he is <laughs> one of my favorite opponents, man. I've wrestled Brian. Uh, of course, you know, I wrestled him in Ring of Honor, I wrestled him in PWG, right? Uh, I wrestled him in Germany. I wrestled him in England. I wrestled him in France. Um, Man, just some of my favorite in-ring memories are, are matches with him, um, whether it was in Backwoods, Indiana, <laughs> Los Angeles, right? Um, Dayton, Ohio, my hometown. Yep. I just, uh, I, I, I think the world of him and uh, obviously, you know, it'd be a treat to, to step back in the ring with him. Not just, not just for the fans, but also for me. I completely forgot you're from Dayton, Ohio. I did Ohio. notice that when we talked about basketball, you did not say that you were rooting for the Los Angeles Lakers or LeBron James. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, I'll say this. I don't hate LeBron, right? I think um, I think he gets way too much hate, and he's going to be one of the guys. From where? Bill's <laughs> <laughs> a big LeBron hater, so. <laughs> He from, where? <laughs> from, where? from everywhere phil oh man i just it is just a shame to have to live your whole career and like he's never you're never going to be as good as this you're never like right you know not that his i mean he's got a pretty good life right he's yeah, doing okay yeah. but it's bad. just i think he's a guy that once he's gone people are gonna be like damn he really did that like wow yeah Totally. It's yeah, crazy. I agree. So he's never been my favorite player, uh, but I've always uh, appreciated him. Um, just him, uh, you know, that run with the heat. Oh, my God. Like he was just he just he just transcended. Um, I uh, gosh, yeah, I didn't really just I grew up a Duke fan. I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. I just started watching basketball and then Duke was good. And I was like, oh, my yeah. God, these guys are awesome. Grant Hill, like, really? Mm -hmm. Leitner, come on. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I just followed them. Um, you know, obviously we had UD University of Dayton. You got you got Obi Toppin in the league right now, representing mm -hmm. for Dayton. That's really cool. Uh, you got Ohio State. Obviously, plenty of Ohio State fans in the Dayton area. Yeah. But man, I don't know. I just never. Uh, 
never really latched on to an NBA team when I was young. I mean, I liked I liked Shaq, of course. Yeah. I, I like I followed all the Duke players into the NBA, but it wasn't until my I I would say the first NBA team. Okay, so okay, the Celtics kind of got me back into following basketball. You get into pro wrestling and you start traveling, like everything else ceases to exist for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. Just pop culture every, you're just like i'm you're just dialed in on something right and then also you're broke <laughs> so yeah, yeah. 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 go places or do things that don't involve getting in a car and going to a wrestling show right yeah. uh so when the celtics put together you know ray allen garnett paul pierce i was like damn that is like a super team i don't even i don't even know what i called it then that was before yeah. super teams were a thing um but i got back in and, and followed that run and i thought it was awesome and then I became a Clipper fan mm. because they had, uh, you know, they had Elton Brand for a minute. They yes. had Corey Maggette. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. They even had Cherokee Parks for a minute. They had all these like former Duke guys. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I kind yeah, of like the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had, mm-hmm. you know, they had, uh, who, let's see, uh, Lamar Odom, yes. uh, Darius Miles, Quentin mm-hmm. Richardson. Like yeah. these, like, man, they were some exciting basketball teams. And then they got Blake Griffin. And I was like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. this is wild, right? So I did follow the Clippers for quite a while. And then once that whole Lob City kind of started to fall apart bit by bit, I just it just so happened that Zion get drafted into the league. And I'm like, all right, let me let me uh, hop onto the Pelicans bandwagon. It's it's surprisingly light. There's not a lot of people on Pelicans bandwagon. So let me hop on. It is, but but above all else, man, I just love good basketball, man. I love mm-hmm. good stories. Giannis is my favorite non-Duke player, like just um, his whole story, man. And he's just so damn wholesome. Yes, right. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. God, he's just a, yeah. He's he's someone I I like to tell people that don't know anything about basketball. You tell them a little bit about Giannis, and they're like, mm-hmm. really, damn, that's interesting. He should have a movie. And I'm like, he, he should. does. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as my dad is like a huge Duke hater. I don't even know why. I just always know my dad just hates Duke. And yeah. so we have debates all the time, like who is like the best Duke player to come to the league. And I was like, at this point, it's probably Kyrie, isn't it? And he was like, ah, well, Kyrie hasn't done anything. I was like, you know, won a championship next to one of the greatest players of all time. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, but look at him now. And I was like, Dad. <laughs> Man, and Kyrie's time at Duke was so short, too, because he had that foot injury. Started the season off, like, sick. You know, had that weird foot injury, and Duke is always strange about their, you know, timetables of when people are back or when they're coming back. So, like, he missed almost the rest of the season. He came back in the tournament. It's like, damn, what could have been, right? Mm -hmm. Because they won the title the year before. They won the title in 2010. They brought back Nolan Smith and Kyle Singler. It's like, then they got Kyrie? Hmm. No, man, we got yeah. bounced out by Arizona. I would say, I would say, I think the best Duke, you know, college to pro representative is Grant Hill. I got to go yeah. with Grant Hill. Yeah. But like, you know, JJ Reddick had a solid career. Kyrie, obviously, is an incredible basketball player. player. Tatum, mm-hmm. you know, he's like the, you know, he's, is he top five in the league? Is he? He's definitely top ten, but is he top five? Mm-hmm. Who knows, right? He's there's some nights where he is, you know, top top five, top three with the way he plays. But it's just, yeah. So a lot of right. a lot of 
there's a lot of blue and white throughout the league now. Before but, you run out, uh, mm-hmm. we have to get your thoughts on this man returning this week. Uh, they announced that CM Punk's going to return. Can we have a few of your thoughts? Do you believe in locker room cancers, Chris Hero? <laughs> um, <laughs> As someone who's been in the locker room with these quote-unquote cancers. I mean, I have seen some actual locker room cancers. Um, I don't know enough intimately about that situation mm-hmm. uh, to really know how everybody's feeling. I know that some people like him. I know that some people don't like him, right? Um, there's a guy named Shawn Michaels, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. He was a top star in the business. Yeah. And at that time, some people liked him. Some people didn't like him. It a could be argued that even more like people disliked right. him than liked yeah. him, right? Um, I'm not saying there's anything similar in the scenarios between those two men but communication communication is key man um from the top on down you got to communicate with your talent with your locker room you got to find out what people are feeling you need to communicate what you're feeling you need to tell because wrestling gets so big or just corporations right they just get so fucking big that someone makes a decision and then it goes down the pipeline and then so much gets lost in translation and there i think all of us would benefit by having more direct more concise communication for what we're going to do why we're going to do it uh where we fucked up uh what we're going to do to avoid uh the same outcome in the future right that's just like mature human stuff uh but i do realize that gets difficult when you when you get millions and billions of dollars at stake uh and wrestlers and pro wrestlers yeah yeah? (laughs) um there is something uh there's something within pro wrestlers where it's like a um it's like an undercover entitlement right Mm -hmm. and i don't mean like entitlement like i should get this or i should it's i don't mean it that way it's kind of softer than that because of the risks that we put our bodies through right because of the miles we put on our cars Mm -hmm. um the back seats we sit in uh the emergency rows that we're in with the seat doesn't extend um the missed flights the sleeping on floor because all that stuff accumulates over time uh and it kind of hardens us and it just makes us feel like man wrestling is already so fucking hard it is yeah. so hard why is this other stuff making it harder mm, yeah um and it's this thing we love right or we at least used to love at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just a sense of uh, attachment to it. And when you start to feel that thing like turning and you don't love it the way you used to, right? doesn't mean you have to move on to something else, but you need to assess the situation. You need to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on. Why am I feeling this way? Who do I need to talk to about it? And then it's also on our bosses and the people that are, you know, over us to kind of provide a, a, an environment where we can work that shit out, right? Because mm-hmm. there is so much that can be handled in a conversation, right? right? There's because, you know, some something happens, you know, something happens between you and me at a show. You may not even think about it, but mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like, man, I can't believe you fucking said that and looked at me that way. Like, <laughs> right. right. So every time I see your name on Twitter, every time I see you at a show, <laughs> It's going to re-aggravate that, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like, man, fuck that guy. And mm-hmm. then when you do something shitty, 
that's when I'm like, of course, I told you, like this yeah. guy's a fool, like yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. right? Confirmation when, bias. Exactly, mm-hmm. right? And that's not to say you're right, I'm wrong the other way around, but like we have to do, wrestling is so tough and uncomfortable, right? That we don't want to go out of our way to be uncomfortable, but well, you have to. Yeah. You have to, to like, before things get out of hand, because things are going to get out of hand, right? Definitely. It's just the nature of things. So like handle that shit, right? Get people in a room, get them to talk, figure some things out, right? Easier said than done, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me but, get into a couple of these super chats real quick, because there's a couple about you before we get out of here. Question for Chris, what was the inspiration behind the basketball gear you did several years ago? D-Lo digs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I said, I just have a, a love and a passion for basketball since I was cutting out um, Sports Illustrated and Beckett and taping it on the wall at my, at my you know, the house I grew up in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to, I thought the colors, first it was the color schemes. Like, oh, let me, these colors look good together. Let me get that on some gear. And then it's like you meet talented people in wrestling that can make graphics and logos. And, and you're like, what if you made Hero, but it looked like the Orlando Magic? Mm. Like, oh, that looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And something like that that's not super obvious, it's just like the name, the people that it reaches are going to think it's really cool, right? right? But then the people that it doesn't reach, it's just going to look like a cool design anyway. Right. So, yeah. Um, you see a... Yeah, Kitty's like, hurry this up. <laughs> like, feed me, dude. Come on. <laughs> and then, um, oh, so uh, anyway, so oh, I yeah. just right. I, I got a couple colorways. I liked them. And then I just, you know, was like, well, what about this one? I'm going here. Mm-hmm. Let me get that one. Um, man, I just do do you uh I you know I've done bulls, right? I have uh yeah, Chicago mm-hmm, Bulls colorway, I got a t-shirt. Um I've done it with the I think the 45 Michael Jordan jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I had to I had to have that one. I do have a green D Rose jersey that I just I just love the way it looks. Mm-hmm. I was a I big D Rose fan, man. He all was, of us. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't know what it is about that green Bulls jersey. People seem to like I don't know why they like they like gravitate to it cuz I do see a lot of people that aren't yeah. from Chicago that have that one. I don't know, man. I think it's just if you grow up with the bulls being the bulls and just yeah. that classic look, you mm. flip it on its head and it's like, whoa, That's it's dope. cool, but in a different way. You know, mm. I, I'm sure there's some kind of a psychological uh, term for it. But yeah, I love right. that one. All right. Okay, what was yeah. the last one? There and then Auntie Collins is, uh, hey, guys, love seeing Chris Hero have success. Met him at Without a Cause in Washington when I, cr- I cried meeting him and Rachel Ellering. Much love, fam. Yeah, man, that that Northwest area, they got some good wrestlers. They got some good shows. They got some good fans. They got good food. Like, mm-hmm. mm, man, we um, we had two different trips. We went up to Vancouver for a bit, and then we did like the whole Portland, Seattle thing. And we just we ate good, man. There were some mm-hmm. some good places. I got went to some some vintage shops. Went to some bookstores. It was just a nice little trip. It's it's cool when you get to do that stuff, and it's like bookended by pro wrestling, right? And then last before you get out of here, Jake's saying Wembley triple threat, Chris versus Brian versus Nigel. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> you might want to at someone on Twitter about that because I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, Chris, uh, appreciate you coming in, talking about West Coast Pro, updating us on your career. You're not retired. We are going to see Chris Hero again. We are very excited about it. June 9th, the state room, South San Francisco, West Coast Pro. We're paying tribute to a longtime fan, Kid Zombie out here. It's going to be a great, amazing show. We went through it. Thanks again, Chris, for being here. You got anything else you want to plug before you uh, slide out of here? Yeah, man. If uh, if you don't get a chance to see the show live, right, uh, check it out on IWTV, mm-hmm. right? Stay tuned to my Twitter. Stay tuned to the West Coast Pro Twitter because we got a show coming up in July called Cruel Summer. Yep. We, got the, we got the West Coast Cup in mm. August. And who's uh, who, who's coming to the, to the Bay Area in October? Who is that? Just uh, some little wrestling legend. He used to chop people insanely hard. He invented the burning am- hammer. His name is Kenta Kobashi. Kenta Kobashi. God damn. <laughs> Unreal. I, even, I can't believe I it. I saw that and I couldn't even believe it. Man. I'm like, so, I saw Aja Kong here. And now I'm going to get to see Kenta Kobashi. Mm-hmm, Come on, mm-hmm. dude. This is crazy. Yeah. It's just check us out, right? We're, we're trying. We really care. You know, Scott is devoted to, to bringing good wrestling to the area. And I just want to, you know, add my own little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. I appreciate you guys for giving me the platform. Uh, anybody has any further questions, feel free to add me on Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. there. So thank you guys. Until Thanks, next Chris, time. man. See you on Friday, my friend. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Just like flipped off on us. Uh, yeah, let me get our. How do you? I don't know how back. to get this thing back. Go for it. <laughs> there All we right. go. <laughs> That was us next to a big like we was puff. Yo. We back. What's up? That was pretty dope. Shout out to Chris Hero for coming through and uh blessing us with some. I mean, that guy has a mind for a business, as we could see, like like not a lot of people do. West Coast Pro is really going to benefit from his smarts. And I mean, shit, we might see him and Claudio turn up one time again or a couple times. That'd be, uh, yeah, that'd be fire, man. Uh, but yeah, man, big shout out to uh, Chris Hero. Um as usual, you know, if you want to send us your super chats, you can send mm-hmm. us your super chats. Um, if you want to send us humper chats, humperchats.com slash rightful. Yep. Uh, speaking of that, do I have Yeah, let me finish up these uh, super chats, actually. Uh, there's some non-Chris Hero ones. We can get into those while you pull those up. Jake Salazar says, pop your ish off, Phil. Oh, we're going to get into it. Don't worry. It's, it's coming very soon. Reggie Simmons says, what's up, Grab City fam? We got Chris Hero in the house. Hell yeah. Um, Crusher X says, while WWE Sports Wash Saudi, they imprisoned the women's rights activists for asking the same rights foreigners got there. It's whack mm. to talk about these shows without framing. Media must do better. Yeah, I mean, everything yeah. kind of surrounding the Saudi shows. Ooh. I mean, it is unfortunate because it's a complicated issue. Um, I do very much believe that sports washing is a thing and I do think that there's some propaganda going on but you also have things like Sammy going over there and having an awesome time Mm -hmm. and in Mecca you have other good experiences that people are having with this Um, Mm -hmm. so it's hard for me to just be like this is just a total net negative man Um, it's hard because there's a lot of fans in there that don't have anything to do with that yeah, and like, if we're talking about sports, what 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 about America? We have shows in America all the time, and it's fucking awful here. You know, if that's yeah. what we're doing, we can't watch shows at home because it's fucking more. For me, it's worse here than it any is anywhere else, and I watch shows all the time. So, I mean, if that's what we're gonna do, we gotta start from the top. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, it depends on what we're talking about, of course. Uh, there are things here that are pretty bad, and, you know, it gets dismissed as well. So, mm. But, yeah, that's tough. You know, we're talking about some light things over here. <laughs> Deontay says, shout out to Deontay. All love to my boys, Phil and Reg. Punk is back. The Bloodline segment was amazing. I watched Stardom New Blood this morning and just finished brunch. Mr. Hero, great to see you. Great wrestling, amazing guy when I met you all love. Damn, Deontay was out here watching some TV this uh, last couple 24 hours, it looks like. Yeah, getting a lot of wrestling in. I'm saying, G-Bro says, Cornette just called Reg right said Fred, LOL. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> so, uh, my man be getting a lot of shots fired at him, man. That sounds crazy. <laughs> Bergov S. Razan says... Hope y'all are well. I watched Across the Spider-Verse today, and it was a great movie. Also, I think Stokely is the funniest man in wrestling right now. Confirmed, yes. Definitely. Funniest man in wrestling by far. Uh, mm. Yeah, Across the, Across the Spider-Verse was incredible. If you haven't seen it yet, um, I think you should definitely go check that out. Uh, better than the first one, I think. Mm. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people saying that. Like, pretty much 100% of the people talking are saying this is, like, one of the best movies they've ever seen. Yeah. Really good movie. So... That's dope. Um, damn, sorry, uh, Bryce. This was a Chris Arrow question before he got out of here. Uh, two questions. First question, Chris, be honest. You, are you Mick Foley's long-lost son? And also, what's your take on Michael's angle from Rainio 21? You said you can ask him about it on Twitter if you really need to get to it, but that's funny. Those are all the super chats for now. <laughs> do we have any humpies? Uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure we do. Uh, let's see. From Amwar, Starwind, uh, what up, y'all? Rampage was highly entertaining. Smack uh, SD has some giant blaze-ish. Uh, Across the Spider-Verse was amazing. We need Phil to fire up a stream and come out <laughs> come out of space through retirement to chop it up with us about this movie. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe I'll do a Spaces on, on Spider-Verse. Those, those oh, you're going to come back to Spaces for this? This is crazy. Maybe, maybe on Spider-Verse, but them wrestling Spaces got kind of crazy. Uh-uh, yeah, no, uh, can't do that. Uh, this is strictly yeah. movie talk if we're doing this. <laughs> but yeah, Rampage was really, really good. Probably one of the best Rampages in a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, all of the matches were great. Um, yep. Man, who would have thought in like a last few months ago that we would get Lee Moriarty versus uh, Katsuyo Shibati? I know he didn't and think he would get it. Yeah, I'm like, if anybody, he probably was the last one to think he'd ever get that match. Yeah, he put up was crazy of him saying that at one point, all three of these guys are retired, and within the last two year, years, he's wrestled Brian and Punk and Shibata, living his best life out there. Bro, what, like, just even saying those, like, I wish I could go back four years and be like, hey, this uh, random young wrestler, you know, in three years, you're going to wrestle CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and Shibata? He'd be like, what? <laughs> Why are you saying this to me? But yeah, he yeah. did it, man. Shout out to Lee getting that opportunity to be in, I mean... Being in a match with Punk, Shibata had his brain taken. Like, what Brian we thought was gone forever. And, like, all these guys. And you had a match with all three of them in AEW, and we got to see all of them. This is just like, man, they're making wrestling yeah. dreams come true. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, but, yeah, amazing show. Uh, Will and killed it. That's uh, fire. Probably going to get a Garcia-Shibata match soon, which is also yeah. nuts. Yeah. Uh, crazy yeah um i'm assuming that match is probably gonna happen at death before dishonor which has been announced yeah. for next month mm -hmm. um yeah excited about that 
that was pretty surprising to me because I mean I knew that they have these that's before Dishonor show. Me and Kate just talked about it a couple of days ago on the Ring of Honor post show. But them just kind of like announcing it is, is great because that's gonna give stories to be told on Ring of Honor. We're building to something. We're not just having matches uh, every week. They're great matches, but like I want to have a little bit to to cling on to. It's what? gonna be interesting to see going. <laughs> Are, are, are you saying that you, Mr. Match Guy, want some stories? You want some promos? Is, is that what you're saying? All right. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't like them to just throw together matches. Tell a little bit of story, but I do also like them to just throw together matches. So, But, yeah, if we're talking about throwing together matches, that damn triple threat match from Rampage with Kingo, Commander, <sighs> and Jalistico. These boys were like, we don't care about nothing. Let's throw everything out in the world. That step up moonsault that Bakingo did and early in the match was like, how you guys are not human. Like, what is going on here? Step up 630 through the table on Commander. Commander did his big dive. It's funny. I talked about this a little bit on the Ring of Honor post show. I saw a tweet the other day about Commander's dive, and someone said, the tweet said, this dive would be better if he didn't do it so often. And it was like, I think the point of the dive being better is that he does it every match. It's not a big match dive. It's like one of your special moves is the Mishinoku driver. My special move is this, and I'm going to do it every match. And the fact that he can do it, he doesn't wait for a big moment, and he can walk these ropes at any moment, I think that makes it even more insane than like, oh, we've seen this thing three times. No, we've already seen this thing 16 times because that's one of his regular spots. Yeah, I mean, that's wrestling. I mean, that's wrestling. That's, that's the point of the big move, the big finisher. It's the call and response from the crowd. It's the crowd knows oh. it's coming. They want you to pop for this big move. And he does it seamlessly every time. That's the, mm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand people like, oh, he does this thing really, really well. He shouldn't do it as much. No. Yeah, he, he should do it more. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's really good at that. Let's never see him do it again. <laughs> yeah, I don't people are so funny, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Uh, let's crazy. see, uh, from Tony P. Uh, so much happened this week. Miami saved the country from obnoxious Boston fans. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Finally, <laughs> Mia committed first-degree murder on Twitter. Punk is back. WWE is listening to the white woman about tag belts, but not two black <laughs> Hold women. Hold on a minute. A lot is going on. Seth, <laughs> Slow down Seth, here. Slow down. Seth ruling. Leon versus Fred. <laughs> Just so much. Um <laughs> Slow down a minute. We got to break this down. <laughs> slow down. I just slow down. I just dissed you. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> Shout out to Conceded. Slow it Listen. down. <laughs> you want to get in the hit row? <laughs> wait. Wait a minute. Just the way you said that, yo. Hmm. Want to get into this? Uh... Yeah, I uh, I was just minding my own business. Wasn't even noon yet. Uh, still, still eleven here. Wasn't even noon yet is the funniest shit ever. Wasn't even noon yet. Uh, it's uh, hanging out, scrolling Twitter, looking at some stuff on my phone, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and uh, I seen uh, I seen Mia had some words for homeboy. I seen uh, <laughs> I seen he dropped his little diss track, and uh, uh -huh. I seen uh, AJ responded to it was just okay. Like yep. that was cool, I guess. Um. But nah, me was like, nah, nah, fuck all that. Yeah, <laughs> no, Mia like, said, fuck yeah, all yeah. that, honestly. No, that's real. She said, fuck all that. <laughs> Mia was in a handicap match against all of Hit Row, and she dominated. 
yeah. Uh, yeah. Anybody that thought that uh, Bullet, well, sorry, about to call these guys Bullet Club. OC was uh, playing around when they added her as kind of like the hitter to get rid of the Rhea problem. No, nah, that's why she's there. That's real. Stop yeah. playing with me. <laughs> <laughs> real life hitter. She showed y'all. No, I'm here for a reason. No, no, no. Stop playing with me, Chen, man. <laughs> Seriously, she's a thug. She grew up in the Bay, man. Like this is real. Like she was really going to war yesterday. Like, but it seemed like fun. It didn't seem like she was. They got her out of pocket, out of character, or anything. She was just like, "Here's another one. Here's another." One. Oh, you you want some VFAB? Anybody who wants some can get it. But yeah, Tom Dollar really get it. He really got it. Yeah, no, nah, I, I I feel like Sheldon was somewhere. Like, man, I told y'all leave her alone. Like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you make of this, Phil? Why is what does Swerve do? Why does he keep getting brought into this? Well, I mean, I think it's the unfortunate thing that comes with Hit Row because 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 they were linked to him in NXT and because that was the introduction to that group. People are always gonna bring up Swerve when it comes to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you look at it, like Swerve now is in a, in another stable, and Swerve is hot right now. Just had a fire showing in that uh, battle royal at uh, Double or Nothing. Great um, week. Had a great week, and then when you look at those guys, they're still trying to find their identity. Uh, so I think it was kind of a it was a it was a easy easy shot to shoot, man. And uh, you know, unfortunately for Hit Road, they just haven't managed to find that uh, new thing to you know push them over the hump yet. Who wants this, though? I don't think we want, like, I don't want you guys to feud. You're in different companies. What is the, like, you're never going to fight. There's The resolution to this is not, oh, a big match. And, like, I don't want to see the oh, match oh, if I could. Oh, yeah, because I, I left that part out. Because I, I, I was wondering, in different companies, but you're, you're talking about Swerve stuff. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in the midst of this, uh, Swerve did kind of catch a stray that yes. uh, uh, Top Dollar insinuated that he stole his idea. And uh, I was like, oh, where'd that come from? Um, and, um, you know, that's just because both of these guys have worn, you know, ski masks, what somebody would call a shysty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it just, uh, I don't know. Which weird. means ne- none of y'all made this up. It's just a fucking mask. No, it's a, it's a shysty, man. Like, yeah. So, uh, it has a name already. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a shysty. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, then Swerve kind of came back with his uh, Spider-Verse uh, tweet. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's all in good fun. I don't yeah, think it's totally. that serious. I think people are just having fun on Twitter, man. Um, yeah. It was very funny, the entire thing. Uh, but, yeah, man, look, man, if you're going to throw some shots out, man, you're going to make a diss record, man. You got to you gotta be prepared for them shots to come back, man. <laughs> I think anybody, anybody that puts that energy, rappers know this. No one's like, I did this diss track, and no one's going to say anything about it. Like, you know that there's going to be some heat coming back. Top Dollar's done, like, 500 of these things. You know what time it was. I didn't know if he thought that Mia was going to be the one to bring that Listen, energy, man. but, you know. Mia, Mia was like uh, grown man bars or something you got to deal with, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, Mia was out there with the hibachi uh, thing. She was cooking, big bro. <laughs> she said man. if anybody wanted to use a group, they wouldn't use yours. I'm like, hey, yo. Yeah, she was uh, just letting that thing rank off on Twitter. <laughs> <you said>, man. <laughs> Let Matt Chopper sing. (laughs) (laughs) But no, man, it's all all good fun, man. It's It's all good. Yes, it's pro wrestling. 
Yep. Uh, yeah, there was a lot in that. Uh, there was a lot in that uh, Humper chat, Tony. Oh uh, yeah, there was some more in there. What else was he talking about? Uh, <laughs> Miami definitely did save the country. Because uh, I was very concerned about how Jimmy would have came off looking if he talked all of that shit and then ended up losing this series. Uh, guaranteed mm-hmm. a win in Game Six and mm-hmm. coughed it up. Boy, he would have came out of the series looking awful. <laughs> he um, would have been bad. Yeah, it would have been really, really bad. But uh, yeah, shout out to Jimmy. Um, like I feel like even if he gets swept, which is looking like is looking bad, is he still like won a lot? Like if he would have lost to Boston, it wouldn't have been as great. If he would have lost yeah. in the fucking play up, play in, it would have been. But like to get to the finals and just to meet this powerhouse, like that's a victory. Yeah, I mean, get, get he's it. not gonna think it's a victory, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, getting the chance to uh, play in the conference finals again after last year, saying that he would be back, and then yeah. getting over that hump and beating Boston. Right. Going to conference finals for a second time. Yeah, I think it's a big moment for him. I think uh, him doing all of this and uh, winning the Larry Bird (laughs) Eastern Conference Finals MVP (laughs) trophy in Boston. Yes. um, It's pretty big for him. And I I think he deserves that award because I I don't think that he's ever going to win like a singles uh, MVP for like a. Unless he just so. has this amazing year, I, I don't see him hard. Yeah, yeah, it's very hard because just the mm-hmm. level of competition. I don't mm-hmm. see him winning uh, a regular season MVP. Um, so I was glad that he got some acknowledgement. Man, he's mm-hmm. he's had an incredible playoff run. He deserves it. Uh, yeah. But I do think that Denver's probably going to beat them in five games. Yes, uh, that Denver is just too good. And you saw in that first game, every time, every time Miami would find a way to come back, they would just close that door on them. <laughs> uh, Jokic is just like, give me that ball. That's all it is. It even. Yeah, it's not even fair. Yeah, and I mean, Jimmy's gonna have one of those games in this series. Yeah, I, totally. I guarantee you. But I feel like it could be this game tomorrow. But I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's gonna be tough to beat that team four times, man. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, you can't. I don't. I, I can't. I cannot see it. It'd be a fucking miracle if they do. It, yeah, that game one was just like, oh, I guess this is how this is going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we uh, and we've talked about we've talked up Jokic. Uh, man, Jamal Murray has been having a run ah. in these playoffs, bro. He's mm-hmm. been he's been going crazy. He almost had mm-hmm. a triple double himself. Um, Aaron Gordon bullying these guys. Like, where did that even come from? Um, uh, <laughs> Caldwell Pope has been basically like, "Oh, y'all traded me since that since that Lakers series." He's been cooking since then. Nah, man, it's looking like this team wants this. Man, that team looks hungry. They're tired of disrespect, man. This is this feels like their year. It really Honestly, does. I'm just happy that the Warriors didn't get embarrassed by this team because, goddamn, we would have been bullied out the goddamn arena at this point. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, man. Whew. Take our little L like we took it because it would have been bad. These guys are bullies. They're bullies. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're definitely eating everybody's lunch. Brown is out there playing incredible defense. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. also playing incredible defense. I was Mm. waiting to see how uh, Caleb Barton was going to look in this series, and we quickly got our answer in game one, missing Mm -hmm. shots. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're all over him out there. Porter blocking his shots. (laughs) 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 They're legit all over everybody, dude. They're smothering them. They're they are not playing, man. With their bodies <laughs> and their altitude. <laughs> <laughs> not playing with these dudes, bro. Uh, yeah. Uh, oof. Uh, Tony. Oh, he also put the, <laughs> the two white women over two black 
Yeah, I, I, I suppose you're talking about the report that uh, Shayna says that uh, mm-hmm. Ronda went to the office and was like, give us our tag title match. Yeah. And, hey, they got their match in there. Your current WWE mm-hmm. Women's Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that means that uh, they're going to do something meaningful with those belts. Ronda is right that they do need to uh, give them some, some competition to compete against. They do Correct. need to... Uh, correct the ship with this uh, division, but that's been an issue for a long time. So right. maybe now that you have uh, two a star in in terms of uh, Ronda at the head of the division again, we'll get back on track. Mm, I'm not going to hold my breath because we have this been a three-year dance that hasn't been rectified at all. Sasha and Naomi threw the belts down, and now they are in different companies. So I don't really know what's going to go on. <laughs> I hope so. For the sake of those tag belts, which I think they need to merge with those NXT tag belts, so I think we talked about that on this before. For the sake of those tag belts in that division, I hope this is lit. I hope they start to do what they need to do with these championships, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Were you the, was I the only person that got confused last night when they were showing the spooky do stuff? And I was like, oh, it's some new Karrion Cross stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being uh, Alba and uh, Isla Donna. Yeah, I was like, oh. right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I used the same spooky set. I thought you were gonna switch the set. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like, oh, what's carrying cross up to this week? And then no. it showed them at the end. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. They are here. They are still tag champions. All right. Well, and well, I thought they were doing uh, him and AJ. Where are he at? I don't think. I don't know if they have faith in the homie. He could be in the uh, the Money in the Bank match, but wow. maybe so. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's get into some yeah. more these these humper chats. Uh, mm-hmm. As it like tries to reload on me, um, uh, Tony P sent us another one. Uh, mm-hmm. Jay did it big. We proud of Ma. Uh, the story of how it ended fit the recent things she was doing. After seeing the, the women work this week on AEW, hopefully Collision will give us more matches like Willow versus Emmy and mm-hmm. I'm guessing Chris versus uh, Nyla. Oh, Reg yeah. did will find Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no comment. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, let's, let's, let's just move on to the next Humper chat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, see. This is me seeing that tweet. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, at first I was like, wait a minute. At first I was like, wait a minute, but then I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely saw it and I was like, wait a minute. This, uh, this ain't who I think it is. <laughs> That ain't who I know that ain't who I think this is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Huh? It's been an interesting week, Phil. A lot has been going on. <laughs> A uh, lot has been going on. Uh, let's see. Unky Boogie Pop. Uh, hey, Chris. Uh, Long time fan. I just heard Chris Hero. Yeah. Oh, sure. My bad we didn't get this to you. To him, yeah, but he, yeah. He's Sorry, asking about uh, uh, he met him at uh, uh, Kaiju Big Battle of Providence. Mm. Um, signed my horrifying human faced baby teddy bear. Can you talk about your time with Kaiju Big Battle? Uh, yeah, we'll my get bad. Chris we... back on to go through these questions. He's pretty yeah, flexible. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have a lot of time, so we had to get through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see, Bizarro Big L sent another one for Chris. Uh, 
Blackpool Combat Club has got a they, they just seeing the the letters together. It always throws me off. <laughs> every single time, it, I, even when I see it on TV, I'm like, damn, that's just so close, you guys. Yeah, yeah. But now he's asking about uh, he said, any thoughts on uh, Blackpool Combat Club? What do you enjoy most about your work right now? Uh, became a fan later, but Chris is awesome, and King of Wrestlers are two of my favorite themes. I think he kind of got into it while he's... Yeah, he uh, got into some of the King yeah. of Wrestling stuff. As, right. as an OG and Japanese fan, how would Shibata run to you, and would you step to him? Be a dope match, uh, Shibata versus uh, Hero. I would really like to see uh, Hero show up at Ring of Honor. Me too. Yeah, I think I that's think... like perfect place, honestly. Yeah. We'll see. From, uh, from uh, Black Phoenix brand, uh, they'll never do it, and Cody is probably still the right guy to do it. But all the story beats of the bloodline story points to Jay being the one to finally beat Roman. Feels like it started with him and it's supposed to end with him. Uh, I don't. Mm. I can I can see mm. why you would think that, but mm. I think in terms of what they've built Roman up to be, it's not just that you're building up the guy story-wise to beat Roman. You need somebody that can be a successor to Roman and, exactly. and sit in the seat that he did as the face of the company mm -hmm. and i don't know if jay is a big enough star to do that There's yeah it's not on jay right that's not knock on jay at all because i think jay is great but i mean that's big shoes to fill yeah i don't think it's 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 about more than just that one victory well that one loss for roman like it's what happens after that's why we're all pushing for cody because cody has been showing since he got to WWE, what he's going to do. And that's what they need coming out of this. Jay is, this story is being, I think the story with them is going to be told after Roman loses the belt. And I don't think he's going to lose it to anybody in his family. Yeah, because I mean, the big thing, of course, uh, anybody that beats Roman, you're going to have to contend with the narrative afterwards of what now? Can exactly. they carry that brand? Can mm -hmm. they carry that, that title? Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough for Jay to do that. And again, yes. not to say that Jay cannot do that, but we don't know how compelling Jay is when he's not feuding with Roman. Right. And like, what stories are they going to tell? Like, they can't, they can't keep telling more bloodline stories because we are, we've seen it. We've done it. It's great, but like, we're going to have Jay, we're going to have Jay win the belt and then just keep doing what they've been doing, but switch the roles with Jay. Like, I, I don't know. We need to, we need to move on. <laughs> yeah. uh, see, from Jake Zalazar, I don't know how this sounds coming from me, but Jay's <laughs> entrance was was extra black. I really loved it. Uh, <laughs> F the old whites on Twitter that had an issue with it. YouTube wouldn't let me send this. Um, yeah, go figure. Uh, I don't know if uh, YouTube wants you calling something extra black. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube was like, nah, bro, not like, today. Wait a minute, what's what's this, man? You talking about the whites and extra black? I don't know, man. <laughs> Uh, all those letters and words together. I don't know. They don't work. Yeah, no, the uh, Jade entrance was lit. We were all standing up dancing as it was going on. It was a great time. Like, a great way to... Uh, Phil said it uh, immediately after the entrance. Like, she has to be babyface after this. Like, that's it, a babyface-ass entrance. Like, the, the pop. Like, it's it's been building to her becoming a babyface. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good uh, segue. Let's get into some AEW... Double or Nothing talk because your boys were in Vegas. Uh, we're, we're in the building for Double or Nothing in person. Um, 
this was a fun show. I think uh, there were some spots that people were not into, uh, but overall, <laughs> I thought it was a good show. We were bored uh, at, at, for a little bit there. I'll, I'll admit it. I don't care. I don't like some of this. I was like, I don't know. This could have been on not this show. This could have been on Dynamite, Jeff Jarrett shit, and uh, some of the shit. But they brought it back around with the Karen Jarrett stuff. I can't front on that. We did pop very big for that. But uh, I thought the second half of this show, as everybody said this week, was super strong. Uh, the Four Pillars match was just fucking everything it needed to be. I think that was honestly probably the most important match on the card for things we've talked about here on this podcast for the last couple of weeks. As in, these boys had something to prove. They uh, We went in a day or two before knowing that they weren't going to be the main event. And that right there was like, I know these guys are like, I asked Max about it in the press conference if it, if he cared that he's not, and he said he doesn't, and he maybe not, but I know there's something deep down that's like, we should be the last match going on. I'm the fucking world champion. We built to this, and there was just so much surrounding it, but they just, man, like, as I've talked many times on this podcast, Sammy Guevara, I'm not the biggest Sammy Guevara fan. I I, I like what he does. I think he's a very talented person, but I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to, he's not going to be my number one wrestler probably ever. But this performance here in this match was like, oh, shit. Now I kind of see why they were doing what they were doing with all access. I see why they're trying to get people behind this guy because he can really fucking do it. No, no. Sammy was showing out, man. He was doing all the big moves, doing all the crazy acrobatic spots. Um, Mm -hmm. He looked amazing. Um, Definitely congratulations to him and Ty on the bun in the oven. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I think... uh, I think it started really well. I thought the Battle Royal was, was very battle good. Battle Royal was fire. Um, I mean, even if you look at the Battle Royal, there were parts of the, at the beginning of the Battle Royal that were kind of ho-hum, but it built up really well. <laughs> I thought the, I thought once it, it built into the end of the match, that was really, really fun. <laughs> Swerves, fucking hands. That Swerves. <laughs> Swerve's, uh, Swerve getting eliminated was incredible. I think the way that uh, they built his elimination was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it seems like we are getting immediate uh, ramifications right to from it. that. We're yeah, getting right straight to, to the one-on-one match with mm-hmm. uh, Swerve versus uh, Orange Cassidy next Wednesday. Excited for that. I uh, thought they told a lot of good stories in that match, though. Like they, that Battle Royal sometime could just be there. It's just a bunch of guys yeah. punching each other for 20 minutes. Like, all right, okay, I've seen it. You're punching, you're choking, you're doing this shit. But this one, like, all the stories people were kind of saying coming into the show that they want these the guys to have the match, like the Swerves and Keith and the Jays and Ricky's, like, and they told a bunch of those stories. Big Bill got over huge. He destroyed a bunch of guys with his big boots. I thought this match did great, like 21 guys, and a lot of these guys got over even better coming out of the match. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of guys came out of this looking better than when they started. I think uh I think this helped Jay White quite a bit because it, did. it showed again that Jay White is great at doing the heel stuff. When he, he mm-hmm. got a spot where he kicked Commander out, I thought that was fire. <laughs> that was uh, dope. <laughs> great great heel heat off of that. Um mm-hmm. I think the stuff with uh Ricky was good. The way he eliminated them was great and then Ricky <laughs> Then he surprisingly Jesus is a damn fool, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm all into the Bullet Club Gold stuff at the moment. Their uh mm-hmm. their their segment this week on Dynamite was really really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought this battle royal was great. I think if it was to highlight other guys and still make uh, Orange look like a, a dominant champion, yeah, it it succeeded in both of those things. This Orange came out of this looking incredible. Um, Again, 
Yeah, I mean, he's the, he's the guy, man. Best best champion in the company. I far. talked about it yesterday a little bit on Twitter. Uh, PW five hundred uh, rankings. Uh, the 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 list is. We're about to start talking about it. And Orange Cassidy, man, he has a strong ass case, big dog. I look. He has twenty three successful defenses. He has like more defenses than any world champ, like by far. Nobody is as active as he is. And all the matches have been super duper heat. Yeah. So his case is strong, man. Like, he, I know, yeah. you know, like, it's going to be tough up top. Like, <laughs> last year, it was like, we, going in, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to, to to go against Roman. Like, his run was just so strong. But I think this year, it's a little bit different. The shit that Kenny's been doing this last, since he's been back, is like, hey, yo, the matches. Like, he has the best match of the year. Like, you know, we've talked about it many times. So, I don't know, man, but Orange, yo. Orange is in a conversation, man. I, I love mm. when he was asking the scrum, does he think he's one of the best wrestlers <laughs> in the world? He's just like, no. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> but it's like, no, bro, for real. You are, though. You're out here cooking. And he, in the that conference, he did mention that Zack Sabre Jr. is on his list. So we could be, be building to some forbidden door shit. That sounds does sound dope and i mean man not for nothing Zack saber jr has been on an incredible run wow. this year wow um, he's been he's been wow. amazing in new japan um had a great match on on friday on rampage as well yeah um and yeah. in ring of honor too he's been destroying it they're building to him and samoa joe and that's like <laughs> what <laughs> so yeah there's a lot going what did you think about the other women's championship match tony storm defeated Jamie Hayter in a not long match. They had some some shenanigans goings on, some shenanigans before the match started. We had all these questions about Jamie Hayter going into the show. We had heard that she was injured, like it not not a, an easy injury. And uh it's been affected for the last couple of weeks. Uh we were all interested to see what was going to happen in this match. And it kind of went how I expected it to happen with Jamie's situation. Yeah, I think uh, if you've been following the reports about it, it seemed pretty clear that she was probably going to need to drop the belt. Yeah. Um, I think at least it was good to see her get on the card. Mm -hmm. uh, I would have hated to see something like her vacating the belt or something. Yeah, uh -uh. Um, I'll take uh, this over that for sure. Yeah, I, I think at least with this, uh, you built an angle, so when she comes back, you have a built-in rematch. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that you've done a great job of building this feud between her and Tony anyway. Right. So I think um, if she's ready by August, I think you got to run this at Wembley. I think that Facts. the chances of her winning that belt back in Wembley and having a big signature Huge. moment. Oh, that, man. That would be amazing. Yeah. So hopefully she'll be ready by August. Um, I mm -hmm. don't know what the diagnosis is or what the timetable is, but hopefully she's uh, good to go soon. Um, I, I, I do think that um, this does help the outcasts as well because it gives them bragging rights. It, it gives, does. Uh, it gives them something to hang their hat on other than just being the cackling heels that come out and yeah. do the same thing over and over and over Because before, they're just talking like, okay, you guys are this, yeah. but w w you're not proving it with anything. You don't have anything that we even want. Like, oh, we could beat you up, but who cares? But now that they have this championship, they could be holding it over everybody's head every week. Yeah, I like that. And I, I think that Tony has, has gotten better and better as a heel. I think the last few promos she's cut have been really good. I thought she was excellent in the in the, the press pre conference. The press well. conference was great. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think this helps them. I, I wish that we could have got a better match out of it. But considering mm. the circumstances, I think they made the best out of the situation. Mm -hmm. um, and we talked a little bit about Jade. But uh, 
we'll get into that a little bit more, yeah because that's 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 a pretty huge topic that's uh, pretty big uh but yeah I, I think uh the the matches i didn't enjoy i i was not big into the coal uh, uh i swear to god phil i was trying to remember what match i didn't like i blocked that match out of my i couldn't remember what match it was i was like what's this other match that i hated fucking chris jericho and adam cole oh wasn't was not into this match. that finish was terrible i i did not like the finish uh, i got what the story they were trying to tell with the finish i didn't care for it uh it felt very much I told you when we were watching it felt very much like a takeover match. It did. And it felt like it felt like Cole trying to do the the greatest hits of his takeover matches with Gargano with a guy that's too old to do that. That can't things. do it. Yeah. And <laughs> there's not a you know Jericho is Jericho is capable of having good matches. Jericho is capable of, you know, telling good stories in the ring still. Totally. We've seen it. But I just think that this was just Kind of over. This was kind of overbooked. Um, mm-hmm. I still don't understand the purpose of Sabu being in this match, and even some of the other stuff. It was just too much going on. I just I didn't really care for it. This uh, kind of reeked us some Jericho plunder too. Like he, it, like he was, part of the reason much, that. Man. Yeah, he was just like, and then we'll do this, and then this, like, uh, and it was a second match. It's like you guys got too much going on. There was too many, maybe like unsanctioned style we can yeah match. especially if we're leading to the main event that's going to be all that maybe just have a regular yeah. match with chris jericho and, and adam cole at this point you know yeah and, and i think they were there were too many of those kind of matches back to back to back like there yes. were too many like interferences and like plunder mm-hmm. matches like right on top of each other it just did nothing for the the first half of the card mm-hmm. um I I actually thought the main event of uh, Dynamite with those guys was a lot better, way um, better. Yeah. yeah, I know people have been running with the the the, the Britain and Soraya Jeff, but I actually thought that match was a lot more entertaining. Um, and I thought the hands on that back body drop makes me laugh though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I I I thought this match was a lot better. I hope the feud is over now. Let's let's move on from this. Let's let Cole move on to other. Please, things. please, um, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that match did nothing for me. I don't uh, know though, because uh, I'm thinking maybe it's gonna be Cole and MJF next. But we got Forbidden Door before that. I think before we should get into that, we need to get into whatever Mac's gonna be doing at Forbidden Door because they have to tell that story first. I don't know if we need to get immediately into Cole and and MJF, but then we're gonna have some have to have something to do for Cole while he waits for MJF. So it's gonna get a little bit muddy here do you think that i heard a lot about that online before the show do you think AEW was looking past double or nothing to all the other big shows because i don't know i felt a little bit weird in spots like all we we haven't we didn't even really talk about double or nothing all the talk has been about wembley all the talk's been about forbidden door so it kind of be like maybe it fell to the wayside of what what it could have been yeah, I do think at this point, Forbidden Door and the Wembley show feel like a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, I think that AEW has put over Wembley as such a big success for them as a company mm-hmm. that it's kind of hard to not look forward to what they may have planned for it. And I get why, because it is a huge deal to sell out such a huge arena. Big show. Uh, uh, I mean, stadium. I'm saying arena. The big huge, stadium. So, yeah. <laughs> sell out such a huge stadium, it is a mm-hmm. big deal. Um, but I don't think that they did enough to build this up and make it feel like an important show. Right. Um, I do think it's it was their anniversary a- show almost, you know? Yeah. 
And I do think with a good show, I just think that they've got so much stuff going on. It's not even just that. They've got the, the punk drama all over everything. You've got mm-hmm. Collision coming up. It's just mm-hmm. a lot going on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I was surprised how much I enjoyed the tag match. Because um, I was sitting around like, ah, another Jared tag match. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I enjoyed the Jared stuff. This is the fourth one we said. Yeah, it's like this is like tag match number four mm-hmm. for the tag titles. And I actually enjoyed this match. It was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> Jared, after he thought he won, falling <laughs> to his knees. Just like... <laughs> One of the funniest things in the night to me. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Aubrey taking the, the guitar spot. Um, yeah, this, it, that ended up being a lot of fun. And I did not expect to enjoy that match as much as I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, the House of Black match was fine. Uh, if uh... anything, <laughs> if anything, um, man, this definitely showed that those guys, uh, the claim. Those guys are still massively over. Still over like Rover, just as huge. As soon as they hear that, it's a fucking huge pop no matter where it is. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I thought that was a good surprise to have them be the challengers. And, man, they definitely got a great reception from mm-hmm. Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people complain about the crowd, but I think there were specific things that the crowd popped big for, and the claim was definitely one of them. They got one of the loudest reactions of the night. Yeah, that crowd shit. I just, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know at this point. Like, I that's the last question I was trying to ask Tony about in the scrum, but they were like, "You're asking too many questions at this point." I'm like, "What do you want from me, man? I got a bunch of questions. What do you want?" So yeah, that eventually I'll get the answer onto what the hell's going on with this audio because this is probably the third AEW show I've been to this year where I felt like it was great in the in the arena. We're having a good time. And then I get online and people are like, this is the worst crowd I've ever seen. This is this audio sucks. And I'm like, what? We were having a great time. Everybody was cheering. Everybody was doing this. But I don't I don't know. I haven't seen the show from <clears throat> their perspective online. So I don't really know about it. But uh uh we haven't got into the main event of this show, which a lot of stuff was going on. Matt Jackson had an exploding uh dunk and uh, uh yeah were they dunks or were they uh jordans i think they were uh, the, the spider spider verse uh jordan jordans yeah yeah okay um yeah uh the the big reveal was that Takeshita turned his back on kenny omega big reveal uh it was very lit there's a lot going on in this match there's wrestlers in the crowd wrestlers in the concession stand some in the ring um a little bit more uh, uh, wrestling based than last year. It didn't feel like last year. Chris Jericho was there, so you know you're gonna be getting. Some, <laughs> you know what you're gonna get when Chris Jericho is there. Chris Jericho London, wasn't baby. there this time, yeah. So we didn't get as much as that, but there still was some shit. Like they, there was barbed wire. There was uh, the fucking exploding shoe. There was weapons. Moxley was b- bleeding within 30 seconds of the match. It felt like, like it was, it was lit. Yeah, no, I thought that this was great. Um, I thought it was a great follow-up to last year's Anarchy, Anarchy at the Arena. We were at mm-hmm. that one as well. Yeah, I feel like this had the same vibe with the band, and it felt like a felt like a party in the arena. Uh, uh, I guess we have to address another elephant in the room. This guy did blackface. Phil, did he do blackface? <laughs> Please talk about it. Please talk about it, Phil. So, yes, you know. I get it. I get, you know, we want to be on top of anything that looks racist. And I think when you're in a room and you see something racist, it's 
it's undeniable that this something's racist. Like we've mm-hmm. been in rooms, even if it's something very subtle, it's like I would think most of us are like, man, that was kind of racist. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you could just say someone putting on a black mask and putting black makeup on their face is blackface. That does not that does not just say equate to blackface because blackface mm-hmm. is a very specific thing. If yes. you put on black black makeup and then you are like mocking black people, mm-hmm. like eating chicken it, and watermelon and shit, yeah, yeah. doing like a the red lips and doing like the because blackface, of course, started from like historically like the menstrual shows and mm-hmm. like some of the other stuff like uh, uh, having white actors replace black actors yes in television shows or movies mm-hmm. this did not feel like he was trying to mock black people this didn't feel like it mm-hmm. had anything that was race related to it so i'm not mm-hmm. sure why people immediately was like it's blackface just because his face was black it's like mm-hmm. I, I i i get it to a degree i get it, it's one of those one of those uh visuals touchy now. subject yeah when you see it it's just like ah but Nothing about what he did it up there on the stage told me this was blackface. It wasn't him like up there like doing some Paul Robeson impression with like It wasn't DX mocking the nation of domination. Just say it. That shit is blackface. Exactly. You acting that's like a blackface. black person being like, oh, 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 oh. that's blackface. Yeah, you, this you guy getting... having a black paint on his face trying to do a fucking rock show is not blackface. Yeah, I I don't think you can call that blackface just because he had black makeup on his face right um, because i i feel like the context matters i feel like yes you you getting up there and you and you mocking black people or you know doing a minstrel show that's blackface mm-hmm. um i don't know but i'm sure some people somewhere will be like oh of course those guys don't think yeah they're shooting bail for AEW. you don't know motherfucker that's just not what but it was. no it's not, i, I just not intention it's about all kinds of other it, things yeah and, and, this. Intent definitely matters, and I could definitely see people going, "All right, that was a questionable decision to get on TV with blackface because of the optics of it." But to just act like he intentionally did blackface, I just think that's mm. dishonest. Yeah, anybody who has concerns, I understand your concerns. It probably does look a type of way, but I didn't feel like, "Oh shit, I gotta get out of here." This guy's mocking black people. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, yeah, but it is what it is. Uh, I, I thought that I thought that their part in the match itself was great. I yeah. think continuing the the tradition of having wild thing playing throughout the match, mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun match to be in the arena for, man. A uh, lot of uh, really cool spots, like you said, the the uh, exploding super kick, uh, the callbacks to double or nothing, um, Omega slamming uh, Mox into the barbed wire on top mm-hmm. of the ship, which yep. is called back to the first double or nothing, <laughs> right? Um, the the callbacks to the glass and stuff in it from you know all the callbacks to Omega and Mox's feud. Uh, please stop doing this foot spot with the tax. <laughs> it, it, it gets me every time. Stop doing it. Stop slamming people's foot. It, I don't know that's what it's funny because everything that happened that's still like the worst spot. It's still I'm like just that like no, fucking, no. Yeah, the, the foot in the the thumbtacks <laughs> no. is nasty. It's just so gross. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Uh, every time I see it, it's just like. Ah, it's too much. Um, but yeah, no, this was a very violent match, very fun match. Uh, I still, in my opinion, think the Pillars match was the match of the night. Uh, I enjoyed that match the most. I think those mm-hmm. four guys came out with something to prove, and they put on an amazing match. Uh, yeah, I know people were like, oh, they should go on last, and I kind of agree that if you don't have a big stinger or you don't have a big cliffhanger to leave, leave the show on, then it shouldn't end. Um and I think and they maybe that was, yeah. yeah. And I think mm-hmm. maybe that was the thinking of at least you have the swerve of uh to, to catch, to catch the turning. Mm-hmm. So 
that 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 makes it the better match to end the show on. Mm-hmm. But I could have I could have flipped it either way. I thought the main <laughs> event um, served its purpose. I think it did give us a good cliffhanger to make us want to continue to watch it. Man, put some respect on Big Ute's name, man. Y'all were talking crazy <laughs> about it. Shout everybody, out to the God. Will everybody I? was like, man, it's always his fault when they lose. Blah blah blah. And oh, he's the only guy that don't fit. Nah 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 nah. Put some respect on Big Ute's name, man. He got that done. BBC Young Boy. BCC Young Boy. <laughs> See, they got me. BCC got you. Young BCC Young Boy. Got it, got it done. Uh, you don't want to know the, who the BBC Young Boy is. That's a whole nother different thing. <laughs> you do not want to see that. That is not what you want to see on your wrestling show. No, BBC I do Young not. Young Boy is there. You, no, you got I to go. <laughs> No, I do not. I gotta uh, change them letters, man. Regal ain't even here no more. Damn it! And, and listen, <laughs> listen, man. Don't uh, don't don't come for me, uh, Yuda. I know you don't want to be called a young boy, but it was just for the purpose of the joke. BCC yes. young boy got a giant. Mm-hmm. And uh, now Brian man, had man. this man doing bridges on the goddamn Red Rocks. He does. He don't care about nothing. The BBC young boy. That's hilarious. I like what's coming out of this match. We potentially are going to get Kenny Omega and Takeshita in a singles match, and that's insane. There's still a lot of stories they're going to tell within the BCC and the Blackpool Combat Club. I thought this match did exactly what it needed to do, and I I agree. I think that the Pillars match should have gone last, but not having just having Max win and going off the air wouldn't have hit as hard, so. Do you think that they should have saved the punk announcement for the pay-per-view? Because I think if they did something story-wise with Punk and they ended on that, I think that would have been a nice cliffhanger if they did huh. the Pillars match last. Mm, um, if that's where we're going, yeah. If if Punk's going to be in contention for the AEW World Championship, yes. I think that would have been a great way. We talked about it before on this podcast, kind of doing exactly what Max did with the voicemail, that, like kind of something like that. If they were going to go that way, yes, but they're Max is not going to be attached to him for right now, so I don't. I, I think they they made the right move. Yeah, but uh, the, also people were saying that they should have left Punk's thing up in the air all the way up until the show. And then just have him come out. How do you feel about that? That they, they should have not announced it until collision and he just comes out kind of at the jump like he did at the first dance. Uh I don't know. It's it's a different circumstance. And that's why I don't know. It's a very different circumstance. It's a it's it's a very different situation than his, mm-hmm. his debut. I, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get into more punk talk in a yeah. minute, but yeah, I I don't know. Uh, yeah, fun pay per view. I like it. Fun, definitely fun to be there in person. Um, it's crazy to think about that we got so many pay per views. We got the Impact Show on Friday. Uh, <laughs> it's a busy we got, weekend, man. <laughs> yeah, we got Best of Super Juniors finals also on Friday. We got uh, Night of Champions on Saturday, um, which we talked about last Saturday. And then we got Double or Nothing the next day. A lot of wrestling. A lot, a lot of wrestling. Uh, mm. I'm cool. tired. I didn't watch no wrestling when I got home. I was like, fuck wrestling. I'm about to watch fucking Scooby-Doo or something. Let's get into a couple of Super Chats because we kind of have a lot of them, honestly, because they're running back. Van Twinblade says, June 24th, Coco Lane versus 
Warhorse and a cage. Also, Calvin Tankman versus Camaro Jackson for the belt. That match is going to be fire. Going to be fire is what Van Twinblade said. Camaro Jackson is on the come up. One of the hardest working best guys in Glory Pro. And Calvin Tankman, I've talked about on the show, is going to be insane. He destroys people. That match is going to be tight. Uh, King Keon says, what's up, boys? Hope you all is well. What y'all think about the new title? And who is y'all money in the bank winners? Um, I I don't really care. For the new title, <laughs> it, just, it just looks like a big, it just looks like a big yellow plate. It doesn't look gold. <laughs> it just looks like a big yellow plate on the front of the, uh, of the uh, belt. The funniest uh, description I saw, somebody said it looked like somebody made some toast in that one of those WWE <laughs> toasters and then put some mustard on Oh, my God. <laughs> it does look like WWE toast, man. What the- it looks like WWE toast with, with some mustard on it. That's, That's it crazy. Like. That's crazy. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't mind it. I feel like if this was... I feel like if this is how they originally introduced it, it'd be better. But like kind of going from what it was to what it is, it's like, oh, y'all didn't really. It didn't seem yeah. like y'all put a lot of thought into it. They're like, oh, let's put a gold plate behind it. That'll make it look lit. And it's like, ah. Yeah, it's uh, I don't, it's not a bad design, but I just I would have liked to see something new. But of course, we weren't going to because they they make so many much money off of those belts. Yeah, and the big W. They, and then they send it out as like a promotional tool for like the mm-hmm. sports teams and all this stuff. So they weren't going to change it too much, but mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of how it looks. I definitely think the World Heavyweight Championship is a better looking design. It is. Because uh, it actually looks crazy. like it actually looks like a championship belt. This just kind of mm-hmm. looks like a billboard for WWE. Oh, um, this is just an advertisement. Yeah, it just I it doesn't really do it for me. Um what was mm-hmm. the second half of this question? Uh, he asked uh, who who do you think is going to be the money in the bank winners? Um, I think Cody's going to win the men's ladder match. Uh, the women's is kind of wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, after hmm. last night's segment, I would like to see EO win it. Uh, but... EO. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think after that backlash reception and kind of how she's been cooking and the crowd's been getting behind her, it's looking like the trajectory for EO might be it because who else is it going to be? I think that's the match specifically that you've been wanting for a long time, but I think a lot yeah. of people want this match and if that's where we're going to get a big SummerSlam match, yo, I want EO to win, too. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, even if she doesn't win the Money in the Bank briefcase, that should be the match that we're leading to at SummerSlam. If they have Bianca win this briefcase, man, come on, you guys. I love Bianca, but she don't need it. She was just champion for fucking 500 years. Like, let somebody else get their shit off. Let this be a cool... I'd even take, like, somebody super new, like Zoe Starks. Like, let somebody get... Let somebody get a bump off of this and not just another accolade. That's all that's yeah. all that I care about. Yeah, I hope that they're not gonna go in that direction. Of course, I think Bianca will be champion again, but I don't think we should immediately go back to putting her in, in title contention. What about Charlotte? Uh, um <laughs> It's one of those uh, accolades she hasn't won yet. She hasn't ah. won money in the bank briefcase yet. <laughs> Damn it. So I don't know, but what are we doing with these belts? Like, why do we still have the Raw Women's Championship on SmackDown? Still, they still haven't even addressed it. They're just like, oh, we're moving on. We're going forward. Like, yo, what? Um, For the men, yeah, I think Cody, I could see, uh, I could see possibly uh, Young. uh, young. I was going to say Young. This man's old. L.A. Knight winning this championship. (laughs) I could see L.A. Knight just for... uh, 
sometimes when fans really want something, I just want them to get it. Just like yeah. we don't have to like bullshit. We don't have to swerve. We don't have to do anything. Your fans want this man to do something. Let's do it. Fuck it. Like, well, we don't have to beat around the bush. Yeah, I think Nakamura would be a good winner too. But you know, if Nakamura wins, we still have just the elephant in the room of hey, mm. he could challenge for the world heavyweight title, or he could go back and finally finish up that storyline that never went anywhere with Roman. But of course, we know Roman is not losing. So, mm. yeah, I guess. Uh, Coy Stalling says, "TK, I'm gonna need Swerve as international champion. Give me a give me my Keith Lee feud." I'm excited for Nick Wayne. Been watching his stuff. Oh, my God. Can't wait for that. Let's fucking go. Yeah, Nick Wayne is legit like two months off now. No, it's June. One month. July 10th or something like that is his 18th birthday. So it's super soon. It's like coming up. It's going to start to get in the heat of this. It's going to be crazy to see because I've been watching this kid at West Coast Pro at GCW. And like he was always like the young fool who wasn't 18. Now he's going to be in AEW. It's pretty amazing to see. And on that Keith Lee feud, I don't know about that. Jake Salazar says, nah, call Mia Gordon Ramsay because she cooked them. Nah, she was cooking. Van Twin Blade said, boys on the hibachi, bro. Yep, on the same SRS BFF, Mia Yim committing murder. It's murder. (laughs) Jake Salazar says, nah, Mia said, keep my man's name out your motherfucking mouth. Yeah, straight up. Keith was probably like, could you stop? Like, we're just trying to keep a low profile over here. Deontay says, I want to know why this weekend everyone was funny as fuck, especially Stoke. He should be doing jazz. I die. You saw that video, <laughs> Phil? <laughs> Stokely is, is, is uh, man. I Whatever just, he's doing next, yeah. man, I can't wait for him to actually unveil it, man. This guy is hilarious. It, it was like, I you know, when you know something like I knew that this day was going to come, I knew that Stokely was this person that he is, but to like see him executed and everybody to be on board, it's like, yeah, man. Like I knew that if they just let him, cause WWE wasn't doing enough. Like he was, I liked the shit he was doing with diamond mine, but he could do so much more in little spots like this. Like give this man two minutes and a fucking video camera or something. And he's going to make magic. And look what he's did with these two videos. They're so funny. Nobody knows what's going on, but everybody's invested. Yep. Uh, Coy also says, thoughts about Chris Brossard saying Dirk is overrated when he had one of the greatest championship runs against Braun in 2001. Uh, saying Dirk is overrated is kind of crazy, ain't it? No, that's wild. He's he's clearly like not just one of the greatest players of all time. One of the one of the best international players to ever ever enter this league. Like I yeah. feel like he's one of the guys that helped helped uh, cement that no international guys can come come here and be all time greats and make him uh, ball. Yeah, he's, <laughs> nah, man, he's one of the greatest one of the greatest shooters we've ever seen in this league. Like no nah, man, like, like he this revo- guy got the signature shot, man. Come on, that's great. Yeah, revolutionized that that uh, position as well. Like mm-hmm. shooting power for it, man. Nah, nah. And he would always come with this black wife's uh, plate made with the foil on top. No, nah, Dirk's a legend, man. Y'all hating? Big, big legend, man. <laughs> don't don't hate on the homie, man. He had that. Uh, he had his uh, his legendary bromance with uh, with Nash. Uh, come sad on. that those two guys never won a championship together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got. I mean, come on, man. Those Dallas teams with like with like Finley and like those like just murderous row of great players. Them niggas was going crazy. Man. Yeah, nah, nah. Or them white guys are going crazy. <laughs> Jake Salazar says, Switch versus Punk. 
Joe versus Punk, man, Collision always already looking better than Dynamite. I don't know if I would say all of that, but um, definitely excited at the idea of Joe versus Punk. Speculations in all those matches. Like, they still, like, we've been talking about Joe versus Punk, but I don't, nobody knows. It could be somebody else in that mm-hmm. spot. Maybe. Jake Salazar also says, my guy Reg, big homie Hobbs going to beat the out of cheese board. Uh, Jake. <laughs> it's time to, Jake also says, it's time to admit that Cody never winning that belt. <laughs> I, I think I think at this point, they're still, he's still got to be the, the best option to beat Roman. Yes. But there's nobody else. Totally. Uh, a new rag, our homie says, nice article, Phil, but come on, man, we need that Brian Danielson title run. It could be generational with it, with the peak keys in. If he ain't getting the belt, I'm blaming you. Phil <laughs> did um, an yeah. article, huh? Tell us about your article, Philly. Uh, yeah, no, it was just basically looking looking at what Brian has done there so far. It's just mm-hmm. me really coming to the realization that this guy doesn't want to be champion. <laughs> and I, I it doesn't and look I, like it. It just doesn't feel like he wants it. And I mean, I could be wrong, but um, just everything he's done for the last year, I don't really think he even needs to be champion. I think that. Nope. Uh, I, of course, I'm never going to say no to a, a no. Brian title reign, right. but I I don't think he's not needed. It. I don't think he needs it for AEW to be successful. I think that he's done a great job of giving people signature wins. I think when you think of what is the best AEW World Championship match, it's probably a Brian match. There's yeah. two of them that are totally. in contention for the best, mm-hmm. and I really you can flip flop either it's the Hangman match or it's the Iron Man match with MJF. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like he needed to win either of those matches because nope. he he minted both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I mean, the outcome was better with him losing, honestly, both of them. Yeah, I agree. And I mm-hmm. think uh, like when you look at all of the television matches he's had for almost two years at this point, which is crazy to think he's been in this company for two years. It's wild. I just think um, we still want to look at this guy as yes movement, Brian. He just isn't yeah. the same guy he's anymore. Not. He, He's not he's not the guy that came out of retirement that we're like, oh, give him all the things now because he might be gone. Like, no, this guy's been back in wrestling for what, four or five years now? Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere. Um, I would prefer to see him do the things he enjoys and just like be a part of the team. And watching him in the press conference, it's very clear that he's getting a lot of joy out of what he do- he's doing there. And I don't think yep. he wants to be the face of a company anymore. And it, it just it just feels like Right now, he's like, no, nah, I'm happy with what we're doing. I'm happy with this nutty, kooky feud stuff we're doing with the elites. I'm happy with the stable we've created. Um, I'm happy that I get to wrestle the match. I want to wrestle. I think he's fine. Like, he seems at peace. That's some great insight, especially because, like, I'm, you know, me, I'm Brian Danielson to the end. And at the, when he first came in, we know we talked about it on this pod. I wanted him to be hangman. I wanted all this, like, I wanted him to be champion, but I don't feel that way at all. Now, I don't think, I think he can spend the rest of his career not being any champion at all in AEW and still doing just as great as work as he would if he was champion because you, Brian Danielson is such a, he's Brian Danielson, generational wrestler. He's all this. You don't even need a match, a, a belt attached to any matches he's in. Like, just saying, Blah 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 versus Brian Danielson. That's a big marquee match. It does it it would be cool if he was champion, but it doesn't even need to be sold as him being champion. Just him going in with Bandito and Lee Moriarty and 
Daniel Garcia and MJF and all these people and putting them over while still being Brian Danielson means a lot more, I think, than him just like being champion. And we still got Kenny Omega here, too, that needs to be champion. So, yeah, I I mean, do I think that it would be a nice symbolic moment if he held the Ring of Honor championship one last time? Yes. Mm -hmm. But I also don't think that he might need it. Like, because I mean, ROH is still, he's, he's, He's done that. He's been he's he been it. ROH champion. Mm-hmm. He's 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 carried that brand. He's been I don't know, he's been a workhorse champion. He's been there and done that. Like he's mm-hmm. grown beyond that. He's he's bigger than ROH. Um, he got to it's fine. Like I, I love uh, again, I love ROH too, but now nah, we don't need like Brian is doing exactly what he needs and uh reports say that he's gonna be one of the creatives in collision, so he's gonna start cooking even more trying to help out on the back end instead of being Brian Danielson, the world champion. So we get Brian Danielson in a match. That's all the fuck I care about. Yeah. I mean, and again, that's not me saying I never want to see him become champion. I just don't think that it is this big necessary building block that people make it out to be. And it's mostly stemmed from, I saw people saying that he's been booked horribly over there. I don't agree. I don't think he's been booked (laughs) poorly. I think that, you're using him to accentuate other talent. Like, look what he's look what he's done for you. Look what he's done for Garcia. Mm-hmm. Um, man, look what he's done for that that stable. I don't think that stable is what it is without him there. It's not the same without Brian. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we just talked about what he's done for Hangman, what he's done for MJF. I think when all is said and done, and he's done with this AEW run, I think we're going to talk about how unselfish he was, and wow. I think that matters. You don't say that about a lot of wrestlers. Yeah. Fucking Brian Danielson, the greatest wrestler of our generation. David Reed says, am I the only one seeing JB turning on Hook Wednesday? I can see it. I still think he's going to turn. I've been saying this uh, since the build to the Pillars match, I, and mm-hmm. I still think that JB is going to turn. Yeah. I uh, I see him turning, too. I don't know if it'll be this Wednesday. Maybe they build a little bit more towards it, but the way that Jungle Boy has been acting, you can see it. The way that he almost was kind of teasing it on Wednesday when he when he saved Hook because he kept like the way that he was grabbing the chair was like oh is he going to but he like he played it very well Jungle Boy I like what you're doing right now and when that hill turn does go I think it's gonna be big yeah. I think it's gonna be big for him. Uh, Jake also says and then TK made us watch Soraya, Soraya attempt to wrestle Stokely voice Tony Khan would pay for his crimes. <laughs> I like Soraya but. And Brit, but <laughs> uh, Anime Otaku Two says, "Not gonna lie, I want to see Tony follow through on literally trying to slap Jade's tits off and immediately regret her life choices." <laughs> yes, Tony Storm did say in the press conference if she wrestled Jade Cargill, she would slap her tits off. So, yeah, I think that. Listen, give give Jade the big matches, man. Ready, for, yeah. ready for that kind of match. I think that's where we're moving forward with with her losing the championship. Uh, Koi also says Jericho has lost a lot of matches recently. Sammy needs to turn on him. So does Danny. Just don't know how yet. Will Washington figure it out, please? Yeah, I have to assume that that's the next that's the next move for Sammy because he's a babyface now. He doesn't belong mm-hmm. in that stable, so I have to assume he's going to leave. And if he leaves, that's going to put him at odds with Chris Jericho. Mm, that means we got to see Sammy feud with Chris Jericho. I think that could be fun. I think that Sammy deserves to eventually get away from this guy. So if we're doing it, let's get to it so we can get through it. Yep. 
Brian Hill says, first off, I wanted to say it was awesome meeting you guys in person at FanFest. How do you feel about Statlander winning the TBS championship at Double or Nothing as opposed to having a long feud? Uh, appreciate you, Brian. We met a lot of really cool people at yeah. FanFest. It was like, uh, I just can't express how cool it is. Oh, we didn't even talk about the the Grapsity sign that was president at Double wow. or Nothing. And us just every time we would see it being like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Uh, I, I've seen people take pictures of, of stuff at the show and like like take videos of like the Warlow war dive, which mm-hmm. uh, that Warlow match was better than I expected. That was good. Well. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, just seeing a bunch of stuff, people taking pictures at the show and the sign is like in this in the shot. It's just like uh, wild. Like even when crazy. I saw it on uh, AEW's uh, Twitter account, I was like, what is going on here? Uh, it's crazy. But yeah. We did. We did beat a lot of people. A lot of people showed love over the weekend. It's just really cool. Really cool to see the support we get. Really cool to see people in person. Um, it's wild, man. Um, really appreciate it. But yep, so y'all are amazing. Since he since he brought it up, yeah, might as well jump into it. Let's get into Chris, it. Chris Statlander ended the streak at double or nothing. Um, this seemed like it was a polarizing decision for some people because uh-huh. I was I was surprised to see people on Twitter. That did not like this because mm-hmm. in the arena it it went over very well. Like huge, I thought it was uh, executed pretty well. I thought the reaction to it was good, uh, but of course, online is online. Uh, <laughs> so, what what did you think about it? I liked it. I think that uh, you have to be kind of caught up on what Jade is doing. Jade started to build to the I'm super cocky. I can beat anybody. Bring another opponent out after I beat this one. And it just kind of got to the, to you know, the age old thing of champion got too cocky and got caught up. The funny thing about this is I, I when people were mad, I didn't get it because every single time we've talked about somebody beating Jade, Stat has been the first every one. Every time. Every single time. It never felt. I was getting tired of it. I was like, y'all don't even know what stuff was Stat. Why do y'all keep saying her name? People were. Like, Every this shouldn't time. even be a surprise. They'd be like, oh, we'd be like, oh, I wonder who's going to be Jade. We talk about Willow. We talk about Athena. We talk, no, and everybody be like, Statlander. I can't wait till Stat comes back and beats Jade. Can't wait till Stat comes back and wins that championship. And then she comes back and wins it, and it's not enough. Uh, well, I think I think some <laughs> of that is people that are not among AEW fans. Because True. I think most AEW fans have been clamoring for the Statlander thing. And it's not yeah. like the Statlander thing came out of nowhere because no. if you remember, Statlander came out and confronted Jade last year at Double or Nothing. Right. And so it's not like this was just out of the blue. And this came out of her uh, losing her match against Ruby in the Owen, Owen Hart Cup. Mm-hmm. And it just there's been this groundswell of support for Statlander to do something big for a while. Right. And she's had this win coming for a long time. She had... Uh, yes. She had what three world title matches that she lost because i mm-hmm. off the top of my head she lost the first one to reho mm-hmm. um when nightmare collective was still a thing they interfered mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, <laughs> um she <laughs> she lost the match against uh against nyla as well mm-hmm. um and there's a third one i'm drawing a blank on i think she's had third three world title matches um mm-hmm. but no she's had this coming for a while i feel like they've done a great job of building her as somebody that can be a champion and I mean, even when she she first got there, she went on that winning streak. Yep. I don't know if people remember that. She went on that winning streak for a while, and mm-hmm. she looked like the next champion. Yeah. And so, building out of last year and her getting hurt, unfortunately, 
I think a lot of people want Statlander to win. And so I thought this was, this was a great way to reintroduce her. I think um, doing the payoff of uh, the Jade Gauntlet from Rampage, where mm-hmm. she went through the, the, the three opponents, and then when it got to the third one, Taya came out and knocked that, knocked that wrestler out and took her spot. Mm-hmm. And it kind of foreshadowed that Taya was going to be win number six. And that's what happened. And, I mean, I could see people feeling like uh, Taya got shortchanged here. Um, but I thought they had a really good match. I thought that this was probably one of Jade's better matches as champion. And I felt like that's what made it such a great uh, comeuppance as well, is that for her to have such a great challenge in Taya and afterwards her pinning her the way she did, she still Mm -hmm. did the cocky pin like, ah, well, this is nothing. And she was like, yeah, yeah, give me another challenger. And not even thinking about that it could be somebody that can beat her, Mm -hmm. just assuming it was going to be another jobber that she could put in the dirt. And it blew up in her face. She she yep. bit off more than she could chew, and she lost. I thought that that was a good story to tell. Um, I think it protected her as well. Yep. She didn't take a straightforward loss. I think that she came out of this looking like a massive star with the entrance, with the match, with mm-hmm. everything. I don't know how you can – I don't know why people hate it, but, you know, of course, it's wrestling. And, I mean, yeah. it could – it could be also that we were there, and like I said, the energy in the arena when mm-hmm. Statlander came out was just crazy. The energy after she won, the confetti and everything. Huge. It was great. It was one of the biggest moments of the night, and I feel like it completely shifted the momentum of the show. It um, did. Because I do feel like there were parts of the show that we said earlier that were low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when that happened, the crowd was, was the, the crowd was it, man. The crowd was into it, and I feel like from then on, going to get to the last few matches of the show... It was big, man. Like I feel like the energy completely changed after that match. It's uh, and, and I think it tells a couple stories with Jade because the people are getting hung up on. Oh, they should have told. They should have had a long, like a few build. Chris should have came, and then they blah blah blah. But this tells a good story because it's like it puts Jade in a good position of anytime she's known about her matches, she comes in and dominates. Like so. For her to get caught off guard, it still tells the story of, well, what would happen if they had planned it? Would Jade have beat her? So they have a story to tell when Jade comes back. They have all this. They have all these things that come that come out of this. And we have to. We've talked. We, we've said her name a bunch of times, but Jade's run, dude. 60 and oh, we saw all 60, 60 of those 0. matches ourselves on TV through, through all these AEW shows. We saw somebody come from not knowing anything about wrestling to having that great match to having these great moments to being one of the biggest superstars in all of wrestling that entrance was amazing she looked great yeah. all the cosplaying she's done throughout her run uh just how she carries herself she became a big fucking star she did a springboard she became a big star out of all this and and we can't go past this without saying amazing job amazing run um What's going to the future of Jade is what really are we going to be hooked into? Because she's just getting started. We just seen these 60 matches. The next 60 are going to be even better. The next 60 after that are going to be even better if we get to it before her being leaving this company for being a big giant star and getting all the money, getting all the bags. But yeah, (laughs) amazing run for Jade. Can't believe both our black women queen champions lost their championships in the same weekend. But, you know, it's time. Losses are a thing. I like for people to lose. I don't want people to be winners forever, man. Yes, eventually you have to lose. And I mean, that's the thing with any winning streak. You have to you have to lose. And I mean, 
I get it. Sometimes with a winning streak, there's never going to be a satisfying way to end it. But I think they, with with the way they built her, I mean, when you when you look at the way she's beat some people that she's beat, um, when you look at like the Red Velvet storyline and some of the mm-hmm. other stuff, like, no, the 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 way to end the streak was her finally getting comeuppance. Yes, exactly. And and I mean, it's crazy to think about that. Her her run to the top, her rise is like parallel with 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 our podcast because we came on from right. day one saying like jade is it jade is gonna That's be crazy. the first champion and like we've 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 recorded this entire podcast from the beginning of her reign to the end yeah, of it and have. i think um it's just it's wild to think about like we've all like all the way from the beginning knowing she would be champion her coming on and doing an episode with us she did our show with the belt it, it's uh it, she really had an incredible run and i think uh we just don't see anything like that. And I think that's what makes we won't it. again. We we just don't see a, a black woman come in and a company have that much faith in them from day one um, to have this woman come in inexperienced. And they decided we're going to we're going to create a new championship and make you the first champion and let you go on this dominant run with the belt. And then, yeah, we're we're ready to. It, it's almost like the, this title reign was a litmus test for it. It wasn't like, yeah. all right, let's 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 make sure you're ready first, and then put the belt on you. No, let's no. let's let's have you be the one that make this belt. Let's not have the belt make you. Let's have you be the one that make this belt, and then afterwards, you know, we'll see what we have. And I mean, man, at this point, I feel like you got to turn her face. I feel like she's too popular. After she did that uh that entrance, like she looked like she was having the time of her life doing the mm-hmm. entrance. The the AKA reference, um Fire. very, very black very black entrance as black uh, as hell. Jake said. Um <laughs> it was really, really dope to see her get that moment and get that big entrance. Um but like I said, that just cements where she is. She's a star. And it's time. It's time to move her on from that belt and up to the main title pictures. It's time to get her in the matches with Sheeta and Tony and Britt Baker. Get her in yep. there with the biggest names in the division. She's ready. Um, I know some people will be like, she's still green, but she's shown you that she can carry a belt at this point. Mm-hmm. So I think it's time. And I think people that are like, oh, well, she wasn't on TBS every week. Listen, there's a reason why. Orange Cassidy can come on every week and have open challenges. He's a worker, man. He's a guy. A worker. He's mm. a guy that you can put on TV and you can build a television title around him having great television matches every week. He's a hot baby face. That's a different scenario. We're talking about a heel champion that is like, at this point, the point of the reign is she's padding her wins. And yeah. That's not to say that those wins don't matter, but the point of her having the streak is that it's obnoxious and she's beating people she knows she can beat. Mm-hmm. That was the whole purpose of it. So I don't mm-hmm. understand how people don't get that part of the storytelling. Yeah, she has this winning streak, but no, the part of it is the entire thing was to protect her mystique. It was yep. to create this idea of her being this unstoppable woman until somebody else that that is of the level can finally beat her. Exactly. That was the exactly whole point of it. And, and and so I don't understand people that don't get that. People that think, oh, she should have been on TV every week having matches every... No, you run the risk of overexposing her at that point. Like, this this title reign, the streak was supposed to create this mystique, and it did. I think if you don't see that, you miss the point. Right. I don't know, but, you know, people miss the point quite often with things. I mean, the, when the point's right in their face, they don't really even want to yeah. see it at this I point. Mean, but I also think people get so caught up on this is the outcome I wanted and this is what I wanted it to do. I, I wanted the execution to be this. And 
yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what else you could have asked for. Maybe you could have just built to the match and had her um had her beat her in just a straightforward match. But mm. I think with the circumstances and Statlander being off TV and nobody knew she was cleared, I thought this was a great surprise. Yeah. Big surprise. Big moment for Stat that she's had a couple of Vegas moments. But this one is a big, big moment, man. She's going to have that title victory, that pop, the return, all that forever. And I Jade is better off after it more than yes. the doom and gloom that people think it is. I do think she's better off because, like I said, I do think you can bring you could keep her off TV for a minute and bring her back as a face. Oh, um, I or you could bring her bring her back in another way. But I personally think you've got to turn her. Yeah, um, I I think that she is better off than she was to start this reign mm-hmm. by by far. Like I don't even think that's up for debate. No, I think that this title reign it meant it her. Yeah, and I think if you don't you don't see that, I think you're purposely not seeing it. Yeah, she wouldn't be in the position if she wasn't the champion that whole time. Like she, that that both those things work together. Her being built up and the championship being built up. Great wing, great way to end it. And shout out to Chris Statlander. She got a big moment, and I think she's yeah. going to be a great champion. She'd already showed it with uh, the match with Nyla this week. I like how they're using the house shows, the house rules shows to still have these women defending their championships. It's a it's it's a good good what's going on here. And somebody mentioned it earlier. Uh, we hope that with this new collision with these with more shows that the women do get more opportunities and we do get secondary feuds and we do get yeah. more out of them coming out of these shows. Yeah, I I hope so too. I think the I think the thing with a winning streak as well is um, you have the burden of having to book this person well all the time. Yeah, and um with her limitations as a worker i don't you were going to have a hard time trying to keep that up a very hard time and so i think now that you know she doesn't have the win streak now you could put her in feuds where even if she takes a loss you can get her in some trilogy of matches where she might come back and get the win or you get some meaningful storytelling there you Mm -hmm. weren't gonna you weren't gonna be able to do that as long as she had the streak not Um, if she keeps dominating yeah, I think the streak did what it was supposed to do. It showed that she it it acts it, it um accentuated her strengths, and I think so. Now, once you're off to the races and she's having like the like the more competitive matches, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be beneficial for her. And I think, of course, it's gonna be adjustment because people have been used to her just running through people and squashing them. But I don't think you could clearly do that with her as a baby face. And I am just not looking forward to the <laughs> discourse when she starts taking like losses regularly ah. because people are going to act like it's the end of the world, but that's, that was always going to like be she didn't win 60 in a row. They're going to forget about the 60 in a row so fast. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. But man, again, I think to take someone at her level at her experience level and decide we're going to make this woman champion. We're going to make, not just make her champion. We're going to make her the longest reigning champion in the history of our company. It's a big deal, man. And to just act like that doesn't matter because you didn't like the way she lost, I think that's kind of goofy. That's crazy. That's like taking away from her reign to try to put some dumb stain at the end of it. It's like, she don't deserve that. She worked hard for this. Let's celebrate what she did. She started off her career with the match with Shaq. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, man, when you really look at her career, just look at how she came in. Came in with the, with the Shaq feud. Mm-hmm. I felt like her and Red Velvet stole the show in that match, man. They did. And I mean, just look at everything else she's done, the matches she's had, the interest she's had, the the presence she's had in mainstream media. 
Um, like those pictures she was taking a week ago where she went to like that convention and she was like, uh, whatever it was. Um, and she was there with like all these other like notable black women. Mm-hmm. Nah, oh, man. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's a, she's a star, man. She's she's a big deal now. It's kind of crazy, man. Shout out to Jade. Shout out to Bianca. Shout out to all the black women in wrestling. Shout out to Trish. Shout out to Willow, who's also been doing great. It's uh, it's pretty amazing to see, man. So uh, let's get into a couple more super chats here. Um, D. Laura says, would you rather see someone replace Shannon Sharp that will challenge Skip Bayless or just cancel the show? That's news of Shannon Sharp getting a buyout from the show Undisputed with Skip. He's out of here. Um... I just want to see Shannon get his shit off. We're done with Skip. Like he's he's done here. I don't know. What do you want? Uh, I think that show's gonna still go because uh, I mean, as much as Shannon has grown in popularity, you can make the argument that his popularity has kind of grown over Skip. Skip is still the star of that show. Skip. It's still his yeah. show. He's mm-hmm. still with the guys that demanded the um, amount of money and power to to make Undisputed a thing. So that show will exist after after he's gone. I'm curious to see if he's going to have another uh, co-host or what they do. But, like, the Skips and the Stephen A's of the world, whether you like their takes, whether you like their personality, they ain't going nowhere. There's too much money behind them. No. Yeah, no. Like, if you you hate him, that helps him. And uh, the people up top like his ratings and they like the shit that he's doing. He's not going anywhere. No. Uh, Meet Normus says, what's good, Grapsity? I wanted to shout out the Athena Hogan match and post match. That's the level I want to see in women's wrestling. Mercedes get well soon. Also, Nuggets and Fizzive. Yeah, I was there for the uh I was there in Vegas for the Athena and Kiara Hogan match. The last match of the six hour plus taping. <laughs> Unfortunate for my beautiful black women. Also cool. They main evented that show and the Ring of Honor show this week. Two black women main eventing a show. I like that it's become so normal now, but it still should be celebrated because that's still with everything going on. It's still amazing to see. Athena is the MVP of Ring of Honor. I love that they're doing the angle with Kiara Hogan. I thought that everything afterwards was super dope. Um, this is a good one from Shane Monster because I did want to get into this. Anybody know what's going on with this Roosh narrative about him going into biz for himself? Matt Coon is saying he should be fired for that JB match. You know, I thought, I, okay, so I watched the match originally and nothing. I was like, that's a regular Roosh match. Like, this is how he works every single match. I didn't think it was crazy at all. So then I see everybody online being like, What's up with that Roosh match? Like, there's all, all the, the the talking heads of professional wrestling and all the media personalities. We're being like, Roosh went in business for himself. He's wild. He's doing this. And then I talked to some people from, you know, up there, and they say the same thing. Like, oh, no, he really was wild. And me, myself, I haven't watched it back, but everything that I've seen felt like regular Roosh. Like, this is how he works. Yeah. He, he doesn't sell. He beats the shit out of his opponents. He's angry. He's that's the that's why we like him. What do you mean? We all are mad for what he always does. I don't get it. I'm confused. But you know, wrestling it's a brotherhood. You're supposed to be able to put essentially your life in the hands of your opponent. And if it wasn't safe, we can't get behind that. But it looked pretty on the on the line yeah. Rusha for me. It it looked like a Rush match. That's why I was confused by it as well because that's how it usually works. Um, I'm still confused. That- one of the funniest interactions of the weekend was uh, at FanFest. I was we, a fan walked up and was talking to us, and uh, 
I was talking to Will at the time, and a roost thing came. I was like, "You think he went to business himself?" And I keep forgetting, guy works there now. So he looked, <laughs> he looked at me dead in my eyes and just would not respond. I was like, "No, All you right. can't say." <laughs> <laughs> That's um, where we're at now. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know the specifics of it. You know, of course, I'm not a worker. I'm not backstage. Um, but it seems like some people back there feel that he did. Yeah. Um, and so I can't say that they're wrong. I can't, you know, I I don't have the perspective to speak on it. Um, I enjoyed the match. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Again, know. It felt like regular root like all the things we like about him when we talk good about him, it's like that's the, all the things that they're saying are bad about it. I'm like, what? I'm confused. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then now it seems like they're trying to make an angle out of it on TV. Jose, the assistant's like, Rusha's the baddest man in wrestling, can't be on TV. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't look, man. I don't know, man. I hope, hopefully it got smoothed over. I don't know how um, Jungle Boy felt about it. So I don't know. JB can use that as fuel for his heel turn. Uh, Anurag says, I think we're getting Brian versus Omega at all in or all out. Yeah, I. Would love to see it. Um, I have a feeling on what we're getting at the Brian match at Forbidden Door. Fingers crossed that I'm right. Um, looking for it. Looking forward to it. We's gonna like that one. Uh, Matthew Makovsky says, "Can we get a Brian Cage ski mask with the mohawk?" <laughs> Brian Cage is like, anytime they got the shy ski mask, he's like, "I'm not putting that shit on my head." He, yeah, he's got to <laughs> get one of those. Uh, he's got to get one of those hats like. Um, my man uh, Lee Thompson in uh in the snowboarding movie where he's got like <laughs> that's what he's got to do. <laughs> I thought you're gonna thought you're gonna say like Tony Khan's pilgrim hat. No, uh, he's, Jake gotta Sal- get, he's gotta get one of those snowboarding hats, man. That's right. Uh, Jake Salazar said, "Nah, Roosh heard that the BS Jungle Boy was talking about Punk and said, I got you, bro.'" <laughs> I don't know, can't, man. Can't can't, can't confirm. Yeah, wrestlers are wrestlers. It could have been. Roosh could have went into business for himself, but I don't know. What's what's that mean? That's it for the no, we got another one. Uh Jake also says all the problem children going to be on collision. Oh yeah, I heard about it first. Book market, all these wild motherfuckers gonna have that show better than dynamite. Yeah, the the uh the in school suspension kids are gonna tear it up. Like that's gonna be <laughs> really dope. I well, think all the collision. I think they all got something to prove. You see Andrade trying to get his shit in, saying him and Punk are in the same situations and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, a, a, little, a little similarities, you know. Got mm-hmm. Another guy that threw some hands, got hurt, <laughs> went away. <laughs> a little similarities. That matches up. <laughs> uh, a little bit. Uh, but, you know, speaking back, speaking of which, we're officially back in the building. CM Punk is officially coming back to AEW. What? Uh, this, uh... It's crazy because it feels like this isn't big news because he's never not been a part of news. Yes. Uh, since everything happened. He's but, been in news almost every single week since fucking All Out. This uh, name on AEW programming in, in a long time. And this is, uh, this is the first official announcement around CM Punk. Not a report, not a rumor. This is an nope. official announcement from Tony Khan. Uh, third announcement for Collision. Three weeks of in a row of Collision <laughs> announcements. Kind of clumsy. Now we got to see what match he's doing. I'm sure there'll be at least one more. <laughs> yeah, kind of a weird way to do this rollout for Collision. But, yeah, we are officially back in the CM Punk era. Second coming of uh, Chick Magnet Punk is coming to the United <laughs> Center 
on June 17th. I will be in the building, of course. Because, of course. Uh, That's coming up here soon. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. Two weeks. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, excited about this. Tentatively excited about it. <laughs> Definitely excited about it uh, because I want to see my guy wrestle, man. I want to see yes. him get back on TV and get his shit up. But that's it, um, man. There's uh there's so many questions. Like I was sitting thinking that on Sunday when we were in the scrum, because there was like four questions that I had lined up every time somebody would get up there, and they were mostly CM Punk questions, mm-hmm. and they were very clearly in this press scrum trying not to. Say say anything about CM Punk. You ask Tony Khan, will CM Punk be in the building at the United Center? He was like, ah, oh, why? Well, I'm not in a place to talk about that. Just I can't yet. say that. But then, then, then less than a week later, you tell us this guy will be there. So it's just legit like, days later, like three days later, he was like, actually, Ranch, here you go. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I had a, a bunch of CM Punk questions in this scrum because uh, I mean, Brian talked about being. Uh, doing having creative input on collision so immediately i was like oh, how do you feel working with a guy that you have a story feud and like a long time friendship with possibly in ring again and possibly backstage mm-hmm. didn't get a chance to ask, answer that question and um, i think maxis bring up punk in every single conference he, after he, the show that he's he kept in. bringing up the dog collar match <laughs> um mm-hmm. which uh as soon as he said the dark collar match, my hand shot, shot up. Did get a chance mm-hmm. to ask him that question because mm-hmm. I, I definitely wanted to ask. Um, he he did the whole mocked us with the the, the pickle and the mm-hmm. and and the injury stuff last uh, time we saw him at Revolution. Uh, so yeah, I feel like CM Punk was looming heavily over this weekend, and it's kind of weird that they did not use this weekend where they had a pay per view to promote his return they just waited mm-hmm. until wednesday to go all right well he'll be back and it's like yeah but i don't know you had this big thing where everybody's eyes were on the company you didn't use the pay-per-view to promote it it's weird it's uh, like they want they don't want him looming over the show but he's looming anyway so you might as well say something about it like he is the yeah. ele- he's been the elephant in the room since all out we're, we want to know about cm punk even when he responded to me he was like i know everybody wants to know the answer yeah no shit dude like yeah, tell we, us we, we've been waiting for this for about six months now mm-hmm. uh yeah uh going on seven at this point yeah. So, yeah, I, it's it's huge to really think about that this guy has not been on TV for seven months. They haven't been able to talk about him in seven months. Well, I don't know if they haven't been able to talk to him. They haven't talked they about haven't. him in seven yeah. months. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we finally get this announcement, and, uh, you know, there was the discourse of people going. There was a mixed <laughs> reaction to it. Ah, uh, boo. There, was, there was definitely a loud <laughs> response to it. That you could hear some boos in there. Um but I feel like that was going to happen regardless. Just the way that he left the company, the way that, you know, everything after all out, there are going to be people that are not going to be happy for his return. Uh, I don't know. Where are you at with this? Do you think it's... I, I, I think that uh, judging by that response, it's 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 too soon to be like, oh, this is a bad, bad idea. That um, felt like... The 50-50 thing felt like people were going to try to find something to fucking complain about regardless. I yeah. think there wasn't ever going to be 100% cheers or 100% booze. There are a lot of people that don't that still don't know what's going on because they don't care enough to know what's going yeah. on. But then there are a lot of people that do know what's going on. And people, everybody that knows the story isn't automatically on the elite side. There are still a lot of people that know the story and are on punk side and they're going to cheer them. 
Then there's just a section of fans that just want to see CM Punk back and doesn't matter. And then there's still a section of fans that are going to boo him regardless. They booed him when he first came, and it's there's nothing that he could do to get in their goodwill. And I don't think any of this stuff has helped him being gone. But, yeah, I never expected it to be like, oh, we're 100% on one side, and I expected there to be some boos. I think that's just whatever, man. I'm happy to see CM Punk back off rip. I, I thought all the fight shit was dumb. You know me. I was online being like who cares dude fucking it's wrestling there's fights have you ever seen dark side of the ring people die over this shit this is pretty normal so i always thought this was going to be like I'm, there's never for one second when people were like he should be fired tony come dude there wasn't one second where cm punk was ever going to be fired seven fucking years to get this guy back you're not going to just be gone off of this um the funny thing is that people talking about the a still thing too which is seems to be pretty real at this point that yeah, Ace still is going to be back. He's, work, he's working remote. Um, <laughs> yeah, and is. people be in my, <laughs> that just sounds funny. But look, at the end of the day, look, he's just a good friend to me. That's where I landed on him. Oh, he went to help out. So they're like, oh, he's a he's a he's a, just a, a good friend. He's in a high position. He's blah, blah, blah. Look, look, if you're home, if Phil's going, the Phil Lindsay's going to fight and I'm out there, look, I'm fighting too. I don't give a fuck if I'm the boss. Like my dog's fighting. We're going to fight. And if there's a dog, I'll fight him too. <laughs> yeah look man i he was gonna get a mixed reaction this isn't 2021 he wasn't gonna come back to a universally like positive response because things have changed like this is not a lot this is not 2021 again like mm-hmm. he things have happened like the fan base has kind of soured on him at least some of the fan base has soured on him because they're elite fans if you're loyal to yep. the elite yeah you're probably gonna sour on the guy uh mm-hmm. But I don't think that anything I've seen so far makes me worried. I think if he comes back and he's still doing the the, the great promos he was doing before he left and he's having good matches, then, hey, let's do it. I mean, I feel still... like we can pretty much guarantee that he's going to be a great promo forever. And all the guys that want to work with him are going to like it's still going to be just that. It's I guess it's like. The other shit is what we're going to have to worry about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we got that report this week that uh, he wants to work with Jay White. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got that coupled with the 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 Joe rumor. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrade, like you said, is tweeting. Uh, those mm-hmm. right, right away, those sound like some big matches. And we've for known he's wanted a Brian match for yeah. fucking Brian, ever. Brian's part of the creative, so I think yeah. the Brian match is probably going to happen. I don't know when, but it seems like they've been – very purposely keeping them out of the ring. They don't interact on AEW television. So I feel Mm -hmm. like that was very purposely done. Um, There's still plenty of good stuff for him to do with the company, man. Um, I don't know how much longer (laughs) his contract is. Uh, Um, I don't know. Like I said, I'm excited for the guy. What do you think? What's what's the talk going to be after collision on June on, on Grapsity on that day? Oh shit. Collisions on Saturdays now, huh? That's going to really fuck up our damn, uh, our flow, our schedule flow, because we're gonna have to wait all the way to the next week to talk about anything big happening, which is gonna yeah. be annoying. Uh, <laughs> I, look, man, there there are two ways to think about it, and don't get me wrong. I know people want to see me turn up on this. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just kind of like sitting and waiting uh, because um, look, if he comes back and cuts this baby face uh, promo in Chicago, people know I'm gonna love it. Yes, but the thing that I've been waiting for this guy to do since he got there. Look, like I said, I've enjoyed the. I'm very happy to be here stuff. I've enjoyed the <laughs> kissing baby stuff. I've enjoyed the stage diving and stuff. Jumping in the don't, crowd, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't don't do any more stage diving. We're done. Like, we're good. We're done yeah. with that. No, we don't need I, that. I, I've enjoyed all of that, but 
the best punk is is heel punk and 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 getting him back in his bag that's how it's always been honestly getting him back in this bag i've been waiting for it bro we mm-hmm. got a little little bit of it in that that promo when he first came back when he did the snow angels mm-hmm. and uh, that's one of my favorite promos he's cut since he's been back when he when he started get going in on on mox and eddie and he was like nah these guys ain't good at nothing see like that's that why the reason i like that <laughs> i love it's it like i know that's who you are fool so show me who you are and tell me you don't you hate eddie kingston and these are the reason why when you start to be that real punk we think who you are that's who we want to see and that's what i want to see more up here of like you guys think I'm this person? Yes, I am this person. I am this. I did fucking beat up your heroes. I am a villain here from this point out. I think that's going to be the best way to move forward with this collision shit. Heel punk on top, just like causing havoc sounds great to me. I want it. I'm in. Yeah. And I, I don't think they'll do it right away. I think there's too no. many heels in the company for him to come sh- back straight away as a heel. Um, but. Again, I think we gotta we got we gotta check the temperature, man. We gotta see what what their response is outside of <laughs> Chicago. He's going to Canada. I don't know if he'll be on the Forbidden Door to, um, show. That's what I'm the most curious about. Like, is he gonna be on the Forbidden Door card? What's his match gonna be at All Out? Um, yeah, we're just at the tip of the iceberg. We 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 only got a little bit of an announcement. So, I'm happy we got the announcement though. That's one thing we could check off this fucking list. They told they called us wrong, told us stupid, all kind of shit. We haven't got any apologies for any of the stuff we did, but you know we don't need them. Whatever. We this is come with the territory. CM Punk's coming back in the United Center, June 17th. Collision. Phil's gonna be there. Both Phils are gonna be there. Uh, yeah, like we talked about a little bit on that scraps, and I'm interested to see in the Forbidden Door match because it's so close to his return. Like, do they? Does he do the match on Collision and then immediately after get confronted by somebody or immediately say, hey, uh, I want to fight, blah, blah, blah? Like, what's going Kent, on? Kenta said he ain't busy on the 17th. Kenta's been talking a lot <laughs> of shit. <laughs> Anytime Punk get his shit off, Kenta's right behind him like, nah, fuck that. I'm about to see you. And I'm into uh, it. I'm into it. I Look, I think that they should do the Kenta match. I've told you guys, I think they should do the Kenta match at Forbidden Door. And I wouldn't be mad if Kenta won. I I think that that would be a big shock. I think that if people want to see this guy uh, kind of eat crow, <laughs> having Kenta be the guy to beat him wouldn't be a bad idea. Because I do think some people are going to cheer Kenta in that match. So yeah, totally wouldn't be horrible. But either way, I think that that's the obvious match. If he's on Forbidden Door, they should go with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, excited to see the guy back. Like I said, I won't I won't pop off too much yet. But nah, uh, the energy's not fully back yet. Uh, it's mm-hmm. gonna be different. Got to see him on screen. It's gonna be different being in in United Center. Banners up, buddy. Me and my guy under the banner. Yeah, it's gonna be different energy, man. You know, give it some time, but. I'm excited for Chicago Phil and Chicago Phil to get to this. Because it's been a long time coming. I'm tired of talking about this guy not being here. I hope he comes back and we just have yeah. some great wrestling show. Because I, I can't take it anymore. I, I don't want to talk about speculation and drama anymore. I want to talk about this guy doing the wrestling stuff. Do the graphs, man. That's what we're here to talk about. That's it, bro. That's all we want to see. And if this Jay White thing is real, I think that's a great way to get him back in the fold. And it's going to be amazing for Jay White because you know he has a lot of shit to get off about Punk. I think this is going to be super fun here. Uh Big, big summer coming up for AEW. There's going to be a lot going on. We have a lot of options, a lot of <laughs> matches that to be can be made. It's uh, yeah. we're getting down to the nitty gritty over here. 
Yeah, man. The yeah, the Jay White feud could be very good. You give yeah. those guys a chance to talk, man. Jay White walking in the ring with a mic and like, hey, man, really appreciate you. Heard you uh, punch one of those uh, young buck buggers <laughs> in the face, man. I don't like him either. It's going to get touchy up there. And the question is, it's like, because I feel like immediately, I feel like the next week on Dynamite, you got to have Punk there because you're still building to Forbidden Door, right? And it's in Chicago. Does it? That's what I'm saying. How do you do this? Is he not going to be at the show a couple days later? They're going to be like, ah, no, he's here, but he's not here. What do you think? You think he's going to be there? I think he'll, I think he will be at Wintrust. I don't see them doing two shows in Chicago and him only being on one of them. That's yeah. it right there. That's what I'm saying. They're already getting to the shits. What are the the other guys not going to be there? They're going to be there, not be there for two shows. That sounds crazy too. Yeah, no, they're going to hit us with the same thing we got this week. Oh, Kenny's in all, He's in Canada already. <laughs> <laughs> he's already in Canada. Young Bucks. Uh, they they already meet him in Canada. Man. Oh no. Yes, we have a lot coming up. But CM Punk is back. It's real. I mean, he could fuck it up. Be fun then. You know, he's he's done. He's done a lot worse before. But yeah, back in the game. I'm excited, man. It's only it's it's good for the wrestling business. I know that what he did was wild. And I know that the young bucks feel like it was a black eye on the business. But man, having CM Punk back, watching the first dance shit again, you're just like, damn, that feeling's crazy. Watching the promos with Eddie Kingston, watching the shit with MJF, you're like, yo, this guy brought something that yeah. there's nobody in this locker room that can bring the energy that he brings, even good or bad. No, he just brings this uh, chaotic energy to wrestling, and it's just it's it's fun to watch, man. Even even his shenanigans outside of the ring. So again, we've talked about the podcast. Some of this stuff is really funny to me. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's really funny. I I really love the idea that people are like, oh well, why would he be taken off of the press stuff for that show? Like, because I've told you guys, have you not been watching this guy all summer? Like, have you not been watching him come into this year? This guy has been trying to do his own rollout. Like, you not, not right. paying no attention yes. to that? Exactly. <laughs> That's what it really came down to. Be like, why did he come? No, he wants his own rollout. He doesn't want you to roll out of shit. He wants him to roll out of shit. That's why he was at Raw. That's why he was at Impact. That's why he was at the New Japan show. He's doing his own rollout. And I love, Listen, my man. favorite thing about this is his friends, like Dan Housen and Brody King, because they are just like, we can't wait to have our friend back, dude. That's all we care about. Yo, it's hilarious, man. Like, yo, this guy did not go to Impact to play Uno just for you no. guys to just put out some press release, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what he's on, man. <laughs> thought, you thought he was going to get you some little headlines? No, bro. He knew what he was doing. Oh, he was there playing Uno. I can't believe he went all the way there to play Uno. You guys. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> ah, man. Homie was trying to tell y'all he's back outside, bro. Like it or love it or leave it. Uh, Jake lit us up with the uh, Super Chats. Now I'm getting my ish off on my guy Punk, JB, talk a lot of trash for someone who didn't get a special entrance at the pay-per-view. <laughs> Why y'all didn't give Jungle Boy a special entrance, though? Like, he can he could have came out, like, with the 90210 theme song playing or something. I don't know. Help your brother out. Uh, Jake also says, just maybe, I don't know, hash things out with Punk because he can help out with promos so you don't have to sound like a battle droid while cutting promos. Again, about JB. More JB slander? Nah, man, I'm tired of the punk slander. They just all mad they don't have a friend like CM Punk who always looks out for his guys. All this is the homie Jake. We love our homie Jake always uh, giving it up. Punk, Hill Punk is goaded. I can't wait 
Bill, these guys aren't number one at anything. <laughs> you guys kids. ain't number one at anything, bro. <laughs> he was They're really one. getting this shit off. Man. <laughs> nah, man. Y'all couldn't manage a target. This guy was nah, he, he, crazy. Nah, nah, nah. nah. He, he was cooking, bro. My man got on. My man got on TV with Aiden. Was like, "Look, man. <laughs> Look, man. Born at Christ, goddammit. <laughs> Cord around my neck, blue in the face. They've been trying to kill me since I got here, man. They ain't found the man that's man enough to do it yet. John Mark, you ain't him. Hey, yep. man, get my guy back on TV, man. You get it out. Him. <laughs> get him back on TV. Yeah. Uh, Jake also says, who better to get the best of Jay White promo than CM Punk? Yeah, Jay, I think he's going to be the bring the best out of him. And then now, what if Don Callis hits Kenny with the CM Punk should have finished the job? Fans might start throwing stuff. Oh, yeah, that was a suggestion that... <laughs> That was the suggestion that uh, that Phil made. Maybe CM Punk joins Don and Takeshita. That's a yo Don Don on TV saying, "Man, I'm trying to get the elite out of all elite." And Punk <laughs> Punk showing up next to him like, "Yeah, cook them." Like, yeah, fuck. yeah. <laughs> Punk coming being like, "Me too." <laughs> yo. Yeah, nah. Nah, man. They, I, I, might, people might riot, man. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> Not the precious elite. And I love the elite, but I think that's hilarious. No, that would be really, really funny. I don't think everybody mm. would think it as funny as we do, Mm-mm. but no, nah, that would be really funny. Yeah, man. That's it for the uh, Super Chats. Thanks, everybody, for the Super Chats of always. You know, you can uh, donate if you want to get us to talk about your little topic on the show. Super Chats, Humper Chats, uh, Humper Chats, you can send at any time. As always, we'll get to those if they have them. And uh, uh, really, just thank you guys for the support, as always. Um, yeah. We got uh, just what happened on SmackDown. We got one last topic, and that is uh, Roman Reigns, which is a thousand days of champion. Um, yeah, big Roman Reigns. I'm Romy not mad Rome. about it. I like the angle from last night. Yeah, he, he came out and did his. Uh, he did his uh, celebration angles. They finished up the from the weekend. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, I thought it dragged a little bit at some points, but mm. I thought it was good. Again, how much better would this have been if Roman Reigns didn't have that belt? Because, like, what are you even paranoid for? You're still the champion. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even have anything to be mad. Oh, Jimmy kicked you in the mouth. You still got the championships. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm still kind of landing on it is, like, we're dragging it out a little bit, and it's still affected by Roman Reigns still having that belt because what what is going – like, even Jimmy's trying to be like, well – you need us, but not really, motherfucker. I still got the championships without you guys. I don't need you. Like I'm the champ. I need solo. Maybe that's the, that's probably the best story that they told. Solo. I'm still not 100 percent on this guy being his brothers up, but mm, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I uh, I mean, it's, it is a huge accolade. Uh, let me start with that. It, it One thousand days. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a big deal. I still think he should have lost at WrestleMania, but yeah. that is a big deal and. Since they're making such a big deal out of accolade and everything, I have to assume he's probably going to hold that belt for longer than SummerSlam. I, would I think, think so. he should. I think he should lose it at SummerSlam. But I'm now starting to think that he may be still champion at WrestleMania next year. I, I mean, just so. the fact that they 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 so gleefully were like, man, he he successfully retained at three WrestleManias, <laughs> which is insane when you really think about it. This guy has beat Poor three. Pete. This guy has beat three Royal Rumble winners. Like that's wow. That's um, nuts. 
but yeah, just still a great run for this guy. I I have, as I said on this podcast a few times, I've been kind of out on it um, as him as champion. But I think they've still found a way every time he does come back to make the Bloodline stuff interesting. Um, I think the Bloodline stuff wasn't hidden for me for a minute when he wasn't on TV mm-hmm. uh, because they didn't have Sammy anymore. Sammy was the thing that was still keeping it interesting. But now, now that he's at least on TV again, it's at least going somewhere, man. I I I think it's good that we're finally pushing pushing forward and advancing Jimmy's character as well. Yeah, I I think Jimmy came off looking really good this week, uh, both at the pay per view and in the segment on on SmackDown. Um, I like the parallels that they had to Jimmy being the guy that got beat down and Jay coming to his aid. Um, Jay is still very. <sighs> I, I'm ready for Jay to stop doing the same thing. Yes, 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 doing, yes. Doing, hunched over like, oh, what do I do? Doing Kick it. somebody in the face. What are you doing? <laughs> Hurt You're somebody. What are you doing? You're like, Throw a chair. Her up. Do something out here. <laughs> Throw a chair. Do something, man. Like, um, But yeah, I thought the segment was good. I I, I thought the, the, the vignettes and stuff that they aired throughout the night were good. Um, yeah, this is clearly where they wanted to be with Roman and... <laughs> But uh, the they new- were capping though, right? Like they were trying to. Of course to come they out. were. You come they're on, coming, you They're know. coming out acting like it was just like he don't cheat, he don't do nothing. He's the greatest. But we seen him do the same goddamn match formula ten times in a row. You're not gonna mention that shit. Well, of course, man. History books don't. That's not in the history books. Mm. They're not gonna cover that that part of it. That's all a footnote. Mm. Um, yeah, Triple H had to be out there too. Of course, go home. Why are you out here? <laughs> Second time we're out here, dude. <laughs> yeah, he was there to present the new belt. Um, I don't know, man. I, I like I said, I'm kind of out on the Roman Reign. I, I, I hate that he was out there all that time celebrating a thousand day run, and nobody in the company was like, "Hey, I can beat you." I'm nobody better said than that. You. There's no. I want to no be contenders. champion. Nobody, nobody has said that in weeks, and I think that's a hate problem, it. man. It I, I problem. hate that. I hate that he is getting this accolade and all this stuff is happening and it's still like this self-contained bloodline stuff. Because again, that stuff is good. But at the end of the day, this guy is a champion and mm-hmm. not just a champion. He's the biggest champion in the company. He's the champion. Somebody yeah. back there should feel a way that he's having this big celebration knowing that he's not beating people fair and square. Somebody back there should be like, no, I can beat you. And I hate that that's not happening. No money tried to interrupt him. Nobody was like, I'm next. Nope. Like, we don't even have a... Con- Nobody should be saying, oh, Jay's the one to beat him, especially because he's not going to beat him. But we no. need more contenders. I feel like that in wrestling in general. There should always be somebody that's out there saying, yeah, I'll be beating fools up, but I want to be the world champion. I want to be the one. Cody's been the only one saying that, but he ain't on yeah, SmackDown, so it's, it doesn't it's only, matter. It's only Cody. Like the, the idea that all these people are back like – in their locker rooms, just like chuckling and having a good time, or people watching this <laughs> thing catering. on the monitor, and nobody's just like, you know what? I'm sick of this, man. Mm-hmm. Nobody has done that. I'm, and there are people no. back there that can. Bobby Lashley's yep. on this roster, man. Yeah, you telling me AJ yep. Styles doesn't feel a way about this guy? Yep. Somebody, somebody mm-hmm. say something. Um, and I hate that about it. That's the only thing that I'm just not feeling about it. I, it feels like we're going in the money in the bank, and they are very much, they're very much building to another tag match. It's probably going to be. Sammy, it, sorry, not Sammy, uh, Jay and Jimmy versus Solo and Roman. 
in mm-hmm. in the main event probably for the not for, the world championship. Yeah, and it's gonna be <laughs> just a tag match, and that tag match would probably be good. But again, this guy is a champion, man. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Uh, I guess the money in the bank. Hopefully that's. But then uh, uh, they all might be trying to challenge Seth, so that just kind of throws it off. Like that, if nobody even trying to challenge for this guy, get that nobody's gonna beat him. But we need, at least need somebody that's gonna potentially challenge Ooh, him. Oh boy, can you imagine? This guy taking a beat down after this tag match hit Money in the Bank. Don't. And then somebody comes out catching. No, him. absolutely not. Can you Please imagine? do not. Just, oh, oh God, that's oh sucks. man, that's whoever that is. That's gonna suck for them. Oh God, yeah. that's just the worst. But I could totally see it. I could. I totally see it. See, I, I could see, see him taking a beat down to the Usos and Solo finally jumps in and hits him with the Samoa spike. And while he's laying there, somebody's music hits. And he ah, the bank. I don't want it, but oh, I can totally see it, man. That sucks. But I, 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 I can see it. But like you said, I think he's going to be. We're going to be at WrestleMania 40 with him still holding that belt up for sure. The way that they're talking yeah, about uh, them, the way that they built this, the 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 accolades. He got to somebody's records coming up next in a bunch of days. So yeah, you know what I, time it is. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they want him to break the Hogan reign. Um, I, I'm not mad at it. Fuck it. Seth is the champ now. We got a champ. We're good. No, we de- <laughs> no, we definitely got a champ. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, we didn't talk about that. Uh, open challenge this Monday. Seth is going with the open challenges for his new world heavyweight championship. And the first contender, somebody we talked about being one of his contenders, Damian Priest, who's coming off a pretty big uh, time out in at backlash at the Puerto Rican show. Uh, what do you think about this being Seth's first defense? I think it's good. I think it's, I think it's good that he's getting back to being a fighting champion. Like he was uh, during the intercontinental title run. I think that's going to help him make that title unique. Um, yeah. I look, man, I think that uh, guys like Damian priest also deserve a chance to facts challenge this. for a world title. Yeah, and I again, I think that's one of the things that's been missing with Roman as champion. That it just feels like people just are like, oh, it's just this foregone conclusion that Roman's going to win, so don't even challenge him. It's like, then why are we doing any of this? Like, why? Yeah, <laughs> what's the point? What is any of this? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for that. I think that's the best thing about there being two belts is that we actually get some world title matches on TV, and we yes. get some people that weren't in a world title picture a year ago. Um, getting a chance to challenge and get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Seth Rollins for bringing that back. Shout out to him for shouting out Big E being the last time this championship was relevant in November 2021, which is crazy. Um, yeah, this is going to add this is going to add stakes to that championship immediately off rip, and it's going to add stakes to Raw. Like now, I want to tune into Raw because there's a big championship on the line that could yeah. possibly be. Like, we could see Seth Rollins lose. He's not going to lose to Damian Priest, but there's going to be weeks where we're like, oh, shit, this guy might be able to beat him instead of just, it's Roman. He's going to destroy him. Yeah. Boy, watching this guy, like uh, I've been saying for a while that this guy's the guy, watching this guy do all the babyface stuff, uh, shouting out a wrestling club, and <laughs> and just like, I was like, nah, he's he's back. He's he back. is. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. We're, we're ready for it, man. The only thing, I like, like I said, the only thing I'm missing is him spinning the belt around. He just yeah, yeah. He didn't spin the belt. Uh, he got to spin the belt. But I, oh, I, I respect man. it. I think this is going to be 
good for Rollins. He's going to be able to prove everything, all the stuff he's been saying they haven't gave him. I think he's going to uh, he's going to come out better than this. Roman's going to have to fucking come to work. Uh-huh. Yeah, if Seth starts cooking, you, you know what this feels like to me. This feels like um, Savage had that had that babyface run with the title that is like his most notable reign. Like I feel mm-hmm. like this could be that for for Rollins because mm-hmm. he's had world title reigns, but I don't think he's had that one significant one that really put him on the map. I feel like mm-hmm. this could do that for him. What do you think is gonna be his uh, like the big SummerSlam match for him? Oh, that's tough. I don't know because. I almost want to say Gunther, but I think Gunther will still mm. be champion by then. Mm. Um, I don't know. I Re- Returning I, Drew McIntyre, maybe? Drew makes a lot of sense. And I think if you want to turn Drew, um, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of feel like it's got to be like a big heel because right. Rollins is, is... He's baby <laughs> face now. He's baby face now. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. pretty clear he's a baby face. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I I think there's a big fuse there. Drew, like I said, Drew makes a lot of sense. Um, you've got some yeah. Guys. I feel like Gunther's still going to be champion by then too, so it's probably not going to be. Yeah, maybe maybe um, you run back uh, Seth versus Finn at SummerSlam. Uh, I'm not mad at it. Um, got me because you are doing the you're doing the Damian Priest thing this week, so maybe that's leading up to Finn challenge him at SummerSlam. Mm. I would be mad at it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Good summer for all of professional wrestling, AEW and WWE and Impact and everybody else. Impact announced some, some really dope shit, too. Trinity's going to challenge Deanna for the uh, Impact World Women's Championship at Slammiversary. Uh, but but even before that, I'm super excited to see this Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly dog collar match that's happening next week. Impact's going crazy with their little specials. They do one like every two weeks, it seems. And it's a, I think it's a great business model for how they film and they tape their shows that they're always building to something. So if you guys haven't checked out Impact, check out Impact. Uh, Trinity's doing a lot of dope shit over there. Uh, we got a couple more super chats. Jake says, BCC, the best hills in wrestling, the elite best storyline in wrestling. That other company isn't number one at anything. <laughs> uh, single blue notes. The Panda says that Don Callis heat reaction in San Diego sounded louder than a lot of the Las Vegas double or nothing. San Diego show sounded hella loud. Maybe they fixed the audio. I don't know. <laughs> nah, man. They, they they was trying to get Don. Up that there. was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was that was really cool, man. Like just mm-hmm. the heat he got in that. Just he could barely talk through it. The, uh Takesta trying to you know get his shit off in Japanese and, and they were just boing just perfect. Boy, in the whole time, I've seen people say that uh, Takesta was just such a popular baby face. It seems like an odd decision to turn him this soon because he didn't really nope. get a chance to do anything as a baby face. But boy, that reaction was that was like wild. if that's what it's going to sound like with the turn, I think you made the right move. Like, uh, yeah. I know there's a lot of heels on that side, but him playing on the other side of Kenny Omega and potentially Abushi and Bucks and like all this. I love it. Like, if he's going to be on the other side kicking ass, like, let's go for it. Yeah. That's it for the Super Chats. Do we have any more Humpers? Let's see. Uh, Loading, loading, loading. Uh, Mm -hmm. We got two more Humper Chats, and we're going to get up out of here. From Nelson Muntz, uh, Eddie Kingston is so good that Punk is stealing from him by feuding with Jay White. You think they stole a shiesty too? Like, what's going on here? All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, another one from Nelson Muntz. A former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Like, White doesn't need CM Punk to get over. But then again, 
that requires CM Punk to actually carry people in promos. Um, look, man, I look at people. I know people feel a way about the guy, but if you're going to sit here and tell me that Jay White, who most people only know from New Japan, isn't going to mm-hmm. benefit from wrestling one of the most famous wrestlers in the world right now come you're on. crazy <laughs> you're crazy he absolutely benefits from being in the feud with sam punk come on anybody benefits from being in the feud with sam punk dude i don't care what you say or how you feel about him coming out on the other side of the sam punk feud is good and especially going to bring a lot of heat for jay white i don't you know you can feel how you want to feel about him but like him being here helps a lot of people a lot of people yeah uh yeah i think that's all we got man uh again appreciate uh my man uh chris hero for coming through mm-hmm. a lot of wrestling to talk about uh appreciate him spending saturday with us uh yeah out of here i guess right that's yeah. it yeah, yeah. Scraps, i don't think we have anything else any other loose ends to tie you can see us <laughs> on twitter sometimes a little bit we're out if you need to find us you know where to find us um but yeah, that's it. It's been Grapsity. Thanks for you guys for hanging around on Saturdays. Thanks for all the super chats. Thanks for all the humper chats. Thanks for all the chats in general. You guys are always lighting up the the uh, the chats, and y'all are just super dope. So I think that's it. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know what it is, man. It's your man from Chicago. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a cold summer out here in Chicago for uh, for these haters. <laughs> We're outside, man. <laughs> you know what it is, man. Your man in Chicago. It's your boy out in Oakland. We are out. Peace, peace, y'all. Chiba, chiba, y'all.